0: And welcome back to, um, I think this is the 10th episode. (laughs) Um, First, I'm just going to say I'm sorry. Uh, I usually prepare an intro for these episodes, but it's been so long that we haven't recorded. So we got a lot to catch up on. So um, if you're still listening, I really mean it. Thank you. (laughs) It's been like two months, Uh, but we got some news. Um, Melanie, because of Life Changes, isn't on the show today. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, we had a long conversation and, um, she's taking a break from the show and, you know, thankfully, um, John, <laughs> John is here to, uh, <laughs> fill <in. laughs>
1: I, I just want to insert like a laugh track. Like
2: in there.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. Melanie is not going through intense life changes. She just couldn't make it for today. So John um, is the co-host for today. I mean, he's basically our third co-host, if you're really asking me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I am the only guest so far, which I'm like absolutely floored that like I've I've been the one and only guest. Uh, when I listen to the episodes, sometimes I just, I looked for the title and hopefully I see like someone else on there. Um, just because I'm like, oh, you know, like I don't want to be the one guy where they're like, oh, they only asked John to come on to the show. Like clearly <laughs> none of our other friends matter.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, honestly, we do ask, like we do ask people if they want to come on and usually the, the answer is always, I'm afraid or I don't want to, or, or. I'll do it if someone else does it with me. And then that never really uh, happens. <laughs> so, um, I mean, at this point until someone else comes on, you're basically the third co-host. I am the third
2: co-host. <laughs> we'll I'm digging the, it.
0: <laughs> we'll put you on every five episodes. Because I give think me you like the uh, tiny
1: silhouette. Give me like a tiny silhouette. on the, Okay. On the, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll add your face on. I'll I'll find a good picture of you on your Instagram and then I'll send it to my cousin and <laughs> she'll add you on the <laughs>
1: But you got to make it tiny. Like it can't be like a main character. I'm like the side character <laughs> that comes up every 5 episodes like you said. And like by side so my face has to be small.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it like you like if this is the I mean uh, you, listeners, you can't see the video, but I'm basically mimicking to John, like the scale of our faces and then his face. Will be <laughs>
1: it's just like the tiny, like <laughs> minuscule.
0: Uh, it'll just it, it'll be good. But um, again, so thank you for coming back to listen. Um, because our schedule is kind of a little bit up in the air necessarily with work and, and a lot of stuff. Um, well, this episode and future episodes will be a little bit more meatier. Um, so I know we've been doing like maybe like an hour, 45, two hours, John and I prepared to go talk for 12. (laughs) 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 So, um, honestly, uh, I'll, I'll put the questions in the description so you guys know where or what we do talk about. So you kind of prepare and, you know, kind of take it, you know, if you take it in one go or you take it on your commute, thank you. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, um, If you don't know how the show works, (laughs) um, basically, we ask questions to each other. We don't know how or what they are, um, but it's just, you know, trying to bring about a cool conversation. And um, but before we do, we do have a good amount of fan questions. Um, So thank you. And I guess we'll head right into it. We'll just go into. I'm so
1: souped. (laughs) I did not get to answer any fan (laughs) questions last time I was on. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little sad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it it was funny because it was an internal debate for Melanie and I, because we were like, do we put him on for fan questions or do we kind of surprise people or like, but then like for this go around, we were like, no, we're putting him on fan questions. Like he's, he's on like, this is it. Like beginning to end. He's in,
1: I wanted it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So sorry.
1: (laughs) It's okay. I'm just glad I get to do it now.
0: (laughs) um so this is from one fan uh what do you picture the ultimate moment of relaxation to be for you
1: uh that's so hard <laughs> okay <laughs> let's say and, and okay let me preface this first is that uh for me right uh, i have been working uh in an office environment for pretty much uh mine's higher quote-unquote adult life since i was 18 right i've been an intern i've worked in offices Uh, So for me, right, um, I've definitely have inherited toxic office culture and toxic office mentality where the point where is, you know, you got to work, 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 work. And, you know, relaxing is, uh, you know, very second to to your job, right? It's not like you prioritize your mental or anything like that. Uh, I'm just coming to the forefront of realizing that is the opposite. And I'm trying to change my life to that so sorry if my answer sounds relatively mediocre <laughs> uh it's like i'm 27 years old and i still don't know how to like relax from work or relax in general uh like i have a very natural tendency to check my email for work or check my slack for work or anything like that um so for me the ultimate point or i guess like the the pinnacle or apex of my relaxation for myself um would be the time the point where i don't check my phone uh to see if i get any type of emails or anything like that where like uh i can not worry about what's going on at work and i can wholly devote myself to whatever i'm doing at the time um and i know that's not like relaxing and i don't know if your sense of relaxing is like sipping like my ties on a beach or like (laughs) just like taking a nap or whatever um, but for me, it's just like being able to unplug, especially because I work in the tech field. Uh, it's hard for me to unplug just because the na- very nature of my job is to stay plugged in all the time. Um, so for me, the like, at least for me right now, maybe later on down the road when I finally like figure out how to like balance my work life <laughs> situation correctly. Um, but right now, it's just like le- learning how to unplug first, like learning not to check my phone. Uh, Cause I'm really bad. Ask Glendale. Glendale hates it when I check my phone. Uh, we're both really bad, actually. Like, we both check our phones all the time for work. Um, we're both workaholics. Um, in the sense, like, it's not necessarily that we enjoy work. It's just that we can't not be doing work. Uh, if that makes sense. And, it's, yeah. The nature of our jobs is that people rely on us a lot. So uh, we constantly reply back to emails uh, and, like, instant messenger. Like <laughs> I say Slack because we use Slack. If you use at Microsoft teams, like whatever, of yeah. pings, there we go. Like we, we receive pings, uh, on the daily. Um, Close so <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I mean, especially, so to, to preface my context is, is I understand where you're coming from because I've stu- this. It'll be three months for me in this, uh, office job or in mm-hmm. this, uh, corporate position, um, which, coming from, from the clinical side of, of like inpatient, again, I'm, I i was not a nurse. Um, but I do, I, I was in that kind of environment, you know? Um, so to people that, that don't know what it's like on a unit or, or, um, or who are in it currently, um, the way it works, so you work with, you know, nurses and PCTs and doctors and whoever, for 12 hours straight. Right. And usually it's, it's at times it could be back to back. Let's say if it's a weekend shift, like, so you're working Saturday, Sunday, 12 hours, or you do like, if you want to choose to do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever, like whatever frame of, of, of how you do it is what you do. But in, in that 12 hours, usually it's kind of a, at times it can be a recipe for disaster because, you know, there were points in time where, um, Nurses would just be sitting at the nurses station because you know they finish their meds, they finish tasks, they finish assessments or whatever, and then they'll just sit there and talk about their sex lives. And I'm like, hey, yo, man, like <laughs> that's a little weird. I'm like, I do not want to hear about what doctor you're you're currently. That's super with. weird. And <laughs> that's yeah, super like
3: weird. like for
0: me, I was like, this is this is not what I want. Like this mm-hmm. is and a little bit of of that kind of goes into why I love what I do now, but when I went to the office job, my one number one objective was that as soon as I'm in the elevator, I'm not thinking about work. Um, Because of that very reason that like, that almost every, like uh, every hour on the dot, whenever the nurses would be at the nurse's station, they'd be talking about some kind of gossip, some kind of something that one nurse did that, you know, they're kind of under fire for now because they got caught like that kind of stuff. And to me, that's just very negative and negative atmosphere. So for me, um, I'm, I'm very focused on the work that I do when I'm in the office, like when I'm, when it's eight to four, when I, when when I'm in, I'm at my, uh, I'm at my desk, I'm on. And then once I'm in the elevator, I'm like, you could ask me about work. I'm going to sit there and be like, (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I don't understand English. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Like I'm just going to shrug at you. But the, you know, I do understand where you're coming from with like, that you are you kind of instinctively wanna look because the projects that we do is with insurance companies like Horizon and uh, or Cigna or Aetna or whatever. And not only that, but we work at the provider level with quality projects. So, you know, it's kind of a cyclical thing where we're at the top level, bird's eye view, 5,500 feet. And then we're at the ground and we're doing quality metrics and closing gaps and whatever. So it's kind of a job where not necessarily like tech wise, that it's demanding, but in, in your sense that you're getting pinged all the time, but it's demanding that you're just like, this needs to get done now. Because if it doesn't, then it, the whole chain of events that happen after that is set back. Yeah, That's a long winded way of saying that my relaxation, because all of that kind of coalesces into life is busy, because I, I commute like an hour an hour and a half to work mm-hmm. and hour and a half back home. Um, so the only kind of relaxation that I get at this current point in time is playing video games for an hour. And then I have to get ready to, I have to pack my lunch for the next day. I have to eat. I have to, uh, you know, get ready for bed, shower, and then by nine o'clock I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it's like a very like grueling schedule. Um, the point at which I want to be is I mean honestly that I can play video games for more than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but like to not have to be in a place where it's like okay I'm up at 5:45 6 to mm-hmm. get ready for work I'm out the door at 7 I'm there at 8 I work till 4 mm-hmm. I get home at 5 I work out like I don't want it to be that kind of minutia of a schedule for me. Mm-hmm. That to me is like this sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. It really does suck. I think uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, my the like I don't get a lot of sleep um, just because I'm on call from Sunday to Thursday or Sunday to Wednesday, uh, basically. So uh, I'll stay up just for the sake of just in case someone wants to ping me. Um, but I it's I guess the the way that my schedule works now is that I stay up late. I wake up, I get to work a little later, but I stay later. And then, but the act of staying later is just like, then I go to the gym late, then I eat food late, and then I cook late. And then it's just like, I put myself back in the schedule of being late yeah. and always just sleeping late. And then like not having enough sleep because then I have to wake up early. Um, and it, it's, it's something I'm still trying to figure out. Um, so aside from the relaxation so aside from the actual question <laughs> right because yeah, yeah. now I feel like <laughs> we're deviating a little bit but aside from the actual question right the the t- the amount of effort in trying to figure out how I want to control my life in terms of also how I want to do and conduct myself at work right mm. are very conflicting things right now because I feel like I have a sense of duty or responsibility to work um, yes but at the same time i'm learning to take care of myself more and put the things that i want to do more at the forefront of my life instead of putting it behind uh like my responsibilities for work and so i'm at this i'm at this point or this point in the road where it starts to divert and i'm trying to figure out where i want to take it um -hmm. i don't know if and of course I'm sure there must be like a happy medium. I don't know. I don't even know if happy mediums exist like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's like falls to the wall like one side or like falls to the wall to the other side.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but I'm still trying to figure that out in terms of how do I wanna live the next like forty years of my life. If yeah, I just wanna be like drowning and catching up with my own life just because work is the priority. Which shouldn't yeah. be the case, right, guys? It shouldn't be the case. But, you know, here here, here I am. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right. Well, I mean, like, I mean, the long, long story short of it for this answer to the question is we're figuring it out. Yes. But the, the, the one thing that it's kind of my guiding mentality, or at least I try to make it my guiding mentality at this point in time, is like, of course, you hear this quote on LinkedIn or you hear this quote everywhere where people say, like, oh, like, you live to, you, you, you live, you work to live, you don't live to work. Yes. And and, you know, people it's like it's like a trigger phrase that it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> <you're> like but <laughs> but for me, at least at this point in time, like that's my guiding mentality that it's just kind of like, you know, I take PTO when I take the PTO and I just enjoy like, you know, I if I can take an extended weekend to spend time with my family or spend it with with Lyra and her family, like. Same thing. Like, it's just like if I'm like, I have no, I'm learning to get no regrets about that
3: mm-hmm.
0: because, you know, I guess the things that we talk about at work is like the work will always be there. Um, so I guess for us, it's kind of just navigating that now because I, I, I'm the type of person that I don't, when people ask me how's work, I just say good mm-hmm. because I don't like talking about work. Mm-hmm. um not that it's secretive stuff like top secret but it's just like I'm home like I'm I'm or I'm with um you know liar I'm with this and that like me talking about work is putting me in the work mindset and I don't mm-hmm. want to be that mm-hmm. um so yeah honestly whoever asked this question I I forget who asked it but we're figuring it out <laughs> <laughs> we're trying <laughs> Life I think that life's hard, <laughs> just yeah. I think that's like at, at least for for people who do work in office life, like John and I, that's like our existential question
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's something that we're we're making headway to, or maybe it's like we take two steps forward and maybe like a half step back and then yeah it, it's just something that we're just trying to figure out mm-hmm. um, but yeah, thanks for that question. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> way to way to start the mood <laughs> yeah, see,
0: I, I, like before the before we started recording i was like oh like this is a pretty easy question no we spent like 20 minutes on it
1: it's like way to make me think about my life more <laughs>
0: yeah. but yeah thank you <laughs> um next question is uh what are your top three countries that you want to vacation to oh and why
1: no, I thought it was just going to be like, what are your top three countries? I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't really <laughs> answer that question. <laughs> top three countries.
0: I have thought about this a little bit.
1: I'm trying to think. I, I kind of have it in my head. Uh, but I answered the last question first. So I don't
3: know. Should
1: I keep answering all the questions first? Because I'm the guest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're a co-host at this point. It's OK. We'll take turns. OK. <laughs> um, I mean, so Liverpool is one of them because like Larry and I do want to go to Anfield and experience, you know, um, uh, our, our, at least to my knowledge, Carragher's but on like an astronomical level. Mm -hmm. So that's one Uh, like England and like Liverpool. That's one of them. Um, The other one that we wanted to go to was uh, South Korea or like Japan and like Singapore, which I know are three different countries, but we're kind of lumping it in together into one because of it's Asia. Like we do want to experience that like culture and that Mm -hmm. kind of uh, that kind of area. Um, But I mean, more, more, more than, more than those countries, at least at this current uh, stage in time, I do just want to visit like States. Um, You know, I haven't been to DC in like 15 years. So I would love to just go to DC and, and, and go to the Smithsonian and enjoy um, like air and space and natural history and check out like um, all the presidential museums and just like be able to like live that, cognizant of what is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Um, I do want to go to Canada again, which I know is not necessarily like out of the, like out of uh, transcontinental necessarily. Yes. But, um, again, like I haven't been to Canada since I was like probably less than 10 years old.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So again, to be cognizant of that, that space and time at this point of where I am, um, that that that's definitely one and those are probably like the top maybe like five ones that Lyra and I talk about consistently mm-hmm.
1: um yeah was it top 5 or is it top 3
0: <coughs> well the question was top 3 but i kind okay. of just like i i i mean i kind of opened it to right. you know the states that i do want or areas that i just kind of want to see mm-hmm. but
1: mm. Do I... I don't know. Uh, okay, hold on. So, I've been trying to convince Glendale, uh, to not go to Europe first, uh, but we should explore <laughs> Asia first. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. Uh, top three off the bat, I already know, it's Japan, South Korea, and Hong Kong. Um, yeah. So, I want to go to Japan one because um i think i want to see the quality of life and the differences within uh i guess commuting culture because i think it's so it's i stare in awe when i look at those youtube videos of like people like cramming onto the train um (laughs) yeah and i want to i don't know if i want to experience that firsthand i i would love to witness it um Cause I witness, I, I witness firsthand. I witness firsthand. I experienced firsthand what it is like in New York, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, cramming onto the subway and whatnot. And I want to experience that in another country. Uh, and also just because like Japan in itself, like Japanese food has a beautiful, uh, philosophy behind it. And I try to mimic, uh, those same types of qualities when I cook. So yeah. it's also <laughs> to draw inspiration for myself as an artistic, um, I guess inspiration, right? Um, try to jumpstart my my cooking again, uh, just because I don't have enough time in the day to cook. So <laughs> it's Yo, it's that's hard. So true. Yeah, I don't have time in the day to cook, and um, then South Korea. Uh, for the fact is, I don't know how YouTube is creating their algorithm. But they're doing it right <laughs> because they are sending me massive amounts of, like, Korean street food, like, hawker stand <laughs> stuff. And I am salivating. <laughs> like, And I just want to, like, go to a night market when it's cold and they give you, like, the hot steaming, like...
0: Yep. And then the steam comes up from Yeah.
1: Oh. Like, I want, like, a hot steaming cup of, like, fish cakes and topoki and... Oh uh i want to have naengmyeon uh and like all those things and i just want to experience korean food um, yeah. at a night market <clears> uh, <throat> even though i very much know that that doesn't necessarily represent korea in a, a very accurate light uh street food for them is, is you know it's it's like the same thing as us going to like mcdonald's or like smorgasbord or something like that it's like yeah. really gluttonous uh actual korean food is very much not as gluttonous as that and i don't okay Maybe not actual Korean food because that, that makes it seem like the food it's, that yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. is not actual. So I think, like, uh, Korean food that is aside from the the popularized stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I want to go to Hong Kong just because that's the motherland for me. Uh, my mm-hmm. family is from Hong Kong. Uh, shout out to all the people that still speak Cantonese because we're a dying race. <laughs> um. <laughs> But uh, I want to go to Hong Kong, I want to experience my culture, I want to experience where my, my mom grew up, right, and where my family is from, and try to embrace my culture at a deeper level than what I can do here in the United States. I think when you're in the heart of where it originates at, right, I think you feel something deeper. Uh, not necessarily not necessarily saying that you can't feel that here right but i think for myself being able to go to the point of origin of where i'm from uh will resonate or resonate deeply within where do i find my culture where do i find my identity um and these are all important questions that i ask myself on the daily trying to figure out who do i want to be as a person um and i just want to continue to strive to answer those things uh because that allows me to be a better version of myself than i was the day before Mm -hmm. um so those are the top three places i would love to vacation to um but i'm gonna you know match up with ron because now he's gonna make me look bad if i don't give a top five uh (laughs) you don't have to no but you already set the (laughs) you set the bar already (laughs) um so hold on okay um i'll give you two more places they're both in the states uh one is i want to go to the pacific northwest i want to go to seattle um yeah that that's also on the list yeah uh, yeah because one uh kenji lopez lives in seattle you watch him too i love that guy (laughs) (laughs) one he lives in pacific northwest and two uh chef steps Uh, youtube channel they their office is based uh, right outside of pike place market um Mm -hmm. and i would love to visit their studio their kitchen i would love to talk to their head creator grant crilly just because i think he's an amazing chef amazing creator and the food science behind all of their recipes are just insane to think about Mm -hmm. uh very molecular gastronomy type uh cooking which I think intrigues me because I'm trying to look for ways on how do I present, how do I innovate, uh, and maybe taking that next step in towards the more chemistry side of cooking uh, might be the right direction. And then uh, the second place I would love to go visit is um, I want to go. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it sounds super weird. I want to go to Alaska. Um <laughs> because I want to experience the time where it could be like four in the morning, but the sun is still shining yeah. or like, or it's like, it's like yeah. the nighttime night quote. I'm putting air quotes out like quote, unquote nighttime. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like two in the morning and the sun is still out. I want to experience that. I feel like that would be insane.
0: No, is, is Alaska where, where, um, like during a certain point in time, during the season or like the apex of how the earth is re- like positioned that they like the sun is there 24 hours. That I like, think so. Yeah. That's Alaska, right?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's why I want to go to Alaska. Cause I think like, that's, that the would place. be sick. Yeah.
0: Cause I mean, basically you're, like you're just watching the sun do one of these. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: great. not even think about that. I didn't even think about how the sun looks in front of you, <clears throat> but it's like, I can't even fathom like how it would look like. Yeah, yeah. Because you naturally see a sunrise and a sunset. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that would look where there's just sun
0: 24-7. And it's just, just rotating. <laughs> or what if
1: it just, like, just stays, like, right where it is? But I would and, love and, that.
0: And I wonder, too, like, what is the, 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 I guess, the culture, like, there on days like that? Like, is it, like, let's say the first one of, uh-huh. of that season, Are they or do they pull an all-nighter just because of... It's not technically an all-nighter. It's an all day Day-er. Or, Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that is is fascinating to me.
1: I don't know why I'm thinking they're going to do, like, some type of, like, ritualistic,
2: like, <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> not, I don't know.
1: Alaskans are, like, they're human people. I don't know why I'm making them out to be, like, savages. Um, <laughs> forget I even said
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it is an interesting concept because it's just, you know... Because, you know, here... Or, or rather like places in like, let's say California, right. You know how like they don't have rain or mm-hmm. they have like, they're in like an intense drought yes. or intense heat. And here we have, I guess I would call it a luxury of, of experiencing, you know, the winter and fall and, 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 you know, conversely spring and summer all
1: in one day. <laughs> yeah. That's a very New Jersey thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just, you know, to be able to experience Alaskan culture or I guess the community culture in Alaska with that kind of, I, I wouldn't even call it benefit. I, I I don't know. Maybe people hate it that it's all day like that or people love it. I don't know. But I mean, I'll make that deduction for myself.
1: When you go there
0: and you're like, I wonder there. what
1: they're going to do on the first day. And they're all outside like chanting.
0: Yeah. Like, can you imagine like, it's like, let's say like the local town or whatever, like mm-hmm. they have like their whole marketplace. Like it's just like, um, what, what was it? What is that festival? Like the Italian feast festival. San in Gennaro. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine it's like some kind of version of that because it's the first full Oh yeah, day, yeah, yeah.
1: I can see that. That it's
0: just you know they kind of not that it's like a celebration or maybe it is, but you know they just mm-hmm. celebrate like that. Like that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be, be cool, cool to like witness.
1: Yeah, I. That's yeah. I would I would say that'd be pretty cool to witness if they have it. Uh, yeah. I would man. be disappointed. <laughs> like I set my bar so high, <laughs> yes. and I get there on the first day, and everyone's already asleep. They're like, just they're sleeping, like whatever. Like, it's another day.
0: They're like, it's, I have to work tomorrow. Like you could do whatever, like, I, I, (laughs) I, again, all of this depends on what actually occurs. And if there are people that have been to Alaska or Alaskan listeners, like you could, you could could educate us.
1: We are being naively ignorant (laughs) right now. (laughs) And I'm so sorry because I just (laughs) realized how (laughs) stupid we sound.
0: Like, and it's not even like on, on, on like a, um, we're not trying to be rude. It's just that we don't know what it's like. We don't know necessarily the, the culture there because, mm-hmm. you know, New Jersey culture is vastly different. New Jersey
1: culture <laughs> is diners and pork roll, egg and cheese, and salt, pepper, ketchup. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> We're, we hate the bennies. We hate all this stuff. Like it, it's just, you know, we look at snow and it's like snow day. Whereas, that's a, know, that's a, that's
1: a very South Jersey type thing to say for you. You hate the bennies. Yeah. I, I could very well classify as a Benny.
0: <laughs> well, I hate them when they're driving. Yes. You know, if they get to their destination, I could care less, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they congest the shore points, man. It's
0: the worst. Oh, my dear. Like traffic going home yeah. from work, and uh, especially on Thursday, Friday, when people were trying to go to the shore, I'm like, yo, I hate you right now, man. <laughs> like, you need to just, like, just go on a Saturday For all I care.
1: Imagine being a tourist (laughs) in your own state. (laughs) That's what it is.
0: I mean, that's pretty fair. I'm like, go make your own beach up north.
1: Yeah, go do your own things up North Jersey.
0: Yeah, like, you got food.
1: I don't even know why I'm complaining with you. I don't... (laughs) I (laughs) I live nowhere near the shore.
0: I mean... uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. But still, (laughs) you're you're, one of us at this point.
1: I am one of you guys. i've had i've had coffee from rook <laughs> i <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got the rooks you got the rook magnet or sticker on the back yeah of your car. I,
1: I i i'm a south jersey person i, you, I don't you... i don't have to take driscoll bridge i live past the driscoll bridge
0: <laughs> you, you you don't need um you you don't look at quick check you look at wawa yeah you're like wawa superior
1: <laughs> you're like it's a hoagie not a sub
0: <laughs> <laughs> which it is okay uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll agree to i disagree. will take that i will take that to the grave
1: <laughs> we'll agree to disagree
0: fair <laughs> <laughs> but um again i forget who asked these questions but thank you um next one this will take us back to college oh, God. a little bit <laughs> but i know why this person I, I have a feeling who i know who asked this because they're entering college or they've started freshman year okay um, uh, so this question is how much me time did you need every week while dorming to like recharge? Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: I feel like it's such a poor question to ask the one guy that is saying, I don't even know how to recharge from work. And I think, that, <laughs> um, me time. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I not saying that. I don't know. I think I didn't, necessarily think of it as recharging the batteries uh when i was in college right i think the analogy is very different uh for me i just thought of what can i do to get away from you know school Uh, (laughs) not necessarily like thinking of how do i recharge myself for the week uh, or even just for the next day um i would say it's not necessarily a quantifiable thing where like how much me time will you need Um, I think the question you should be asking yourself is not how many hours, like you don't want to be like, Oh, I'll need four hours or I'll need this. Or like, you don't want to like set your standards to someone else's standard. It's like, Oh, you know, Ron and John took five hours to recharge and and, and suddenly they're, they're golden. Um, which I don't even think we probably even took five hours. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
1: that sounds like a luxury. Um, but I think, there is a point in where you will feel and this brings it back maybe even to the the first question or like what is your ultimate point of relaxation um when you reach the sense of or when you reach the feeling of being able to take on the week right the sunday is a sunday scare is that what they call them sunday scaries uh when you're like the before the monday and you're like thinking about the week
0: i mean i've never heard that term used before oh okay i think it's sunday scaries i would imagine that's it like kind of like the anxiety before the week week begins yeah Yeah, that Uh, makes sense
1: yeah um i think when you are able to feel as though you're able to take on the week um that is the amount of time you should be taking out for yourself uh i think for anyone going into college one is uh just don't have any expectations just because you'll be sorely disappointed Um, (laughs) that's true yeah you'll be (laughs) utterly disappointed uh two is uh take the time to do what you feel is right for yourself um and this may or may not even come to the conclusion that like you don't even want to stay in college um i think the point in where we are in the world right now is we are vastly coasting through a ever-changing environment and how we perceive education Um, I think the internet has developed into a wonderful landscape of where you can cultivate your, your interests and your needs, uh, without paying a hefty lump sum for a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, YouTube, there are YouTube channels that offer full courses. Uh, like I still look at YouTube channels that offer full courses for like network certifications and all these security things for it. And like, that's how I catch up. Mm -hmm. and i don't have to pay for a class uh so the very well can apply to you um so i think you would have to really tell yourself is college where you want to go or if you feel as though college is not where you want to go and you can go somewhere else and take those avenues somewhere else um where ultimately where does that give you in terms of opportunity i know right now uh, it's not attractive to not see someone uh finish a degree um so i want to say just give air to the side of caution for that uh just because if you don't want to go to college like that's fine you you don't have to uh Mm -hmm. just understand that it's not a fairy tale where you know when you see those stories where like oh you know i achieved this this and this and i didn't even go to college i'm like those are pipe dreams guys i'll tell you right now as someone who has recruited and interviewed a bunch of people for positions it's uh the first thing we look for usually is one experience and then two if they don't have a lot of experience what is their degree and if they don't have a degree uh then that's another point where like i don't know if we want to reach out to this person to for an interview and that's like first-hand experience for anyone that's listening um so i would definitely try to figure out how your future is going to look (laughs) um but right um i just want to say like for it to go back to the question is take as much time as you need and it sounds like a very arbitrary amount of time uh, but i think if you devote yourself to the action you will find yourself feeling a lot better during the week um Mm -hmm. instead of trying to constantly scavenge for a time because you're trying to balance so many things i think you should try to devote your time to energy or re-energizing yourself instead of trying to balance like i'm gonna try to re-energize for two hours and then go do some work like take the weekend and then you know go do your school work like another time or anything mm-hmm. like that i think that's the perfect way for i guess nowadays right i think a lot of kids nowadays struggle with balancing and, and whatnot and maybe the landscape has to change where it's not much of a balancing act, but more of a some days you are just not going to feel it. And then other days you're going to be like head into the into the weeds doing all your work. Uh, but that's my take on it. I don't know. Some people are very different. That's how I always did work. Um, but I know some people who are really good at balancing it. And, you know, kudos to them, because that is a talent um, that some people wish they had and st- like still strive to seek. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, with many of the questions that come across this show, usually the answer is always it depends mm-hmm. And that is something that very is very applicable to this question because um you know, like m- the time that you have for yourself changes a lot when you're especially on 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 campus, right like you know, oh your roommate says you want to go out or oh, your, your your friends are trying to go see this movie and, oh, oh, but you have to study or you have to do this and that. I think um, really kind of like what John was saying is like, it really just depends on what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, like John and I are gamers. We like playing games. So for us, like a relaxation or even just the quote me time is just playing video games with a couple of buddies um, and like you know, taking it back to like the halo days or whatever, where it's just like, you're just split screen and you're just duking it out and it's just like stupid and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But if you're the type of person that likes to, um, let's say for instance, uh, you like to like vlog or something, or you like to travel, like you could totally do something like that too. Or you'd take a, I don't know, like a trip to New York city or Philly or whatever. And you just, that's your, that's your relaxation. Um, and I think, especially now that uh, uh, like considering our generation of like millennials and even people after, after our generation is like, if you want to do it, you're going to go do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you want to find something to like help you relax or you want to find something that is relaxing to you, you're going to go out there and you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Whether that means that's something within the college, I guess, university system, or if that's outside of it, that's completely up to you. But I mean, I, 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 you know, kind of bridging off what you said, like either way, it's going to be hard. (laughs) Like it is not some Casey Neistat story where you like make it big on YouTube and you get hit by Samsung and all these other people and you're like traveling and you're doing all this. It's not that. It's not the TikTokers that you see on TikTok that get like a billion views or whatever. It's not that. Um, I think what has impressed upon me especially during this time is like if you want it you have to work for it and i think um you know i think that's a platitude that you a lot of people apply to themselves but i mean in in this specific sense of like even earlier i was working in an environment that i didn't like that i didn't want to be in and i didn't um enjoy and then that kind of spurred the the mindset of what do i really want and then obviously now I'm in a place where I, I'm really happy and it's what I want. And, you know, that's my road. You know, every, every person's road is different and not exactly cookie cutter. And there's not something that I think that we could say that is going to be a cookie cutter thing because every person's different and it's not like an arithmetic where you're sitting there and you're like, Oh, me time is this. And one plus one equals two. Cause it's clearly not that.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, one plus <laughs> one know. does equal two, but like it's, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, in the context of just like, you know, this, we like basically what we're saying is we cannot tell you what to do. It's more so like you have to find what makes you happy and what you want. And then that is kind of the, the kind of Avenue that is going to be good for you. Like if you like to work out all the time and work out, working out is like a relax for you, then go for it. Yeah. Like if you want to, if your relax is like just chilling, like a napping all day, <laughs> hey, like be it's, my guest. Like, do it. <laughs> it's more like more so this is a question that is like internal to yourself not so much something that we can necessarily answer for everybody
1: yeah i think the i spent a lot of time in college giving people a lot of advice and guidance and and whatnot uh, if there's one thing that I have left to say after many, many years of saying, you know, a lot of things to help other people is that the journey is as insightful as the destination. And you might even be sorely disappointed at the destination of which you have arrived at. But I think the more you look into where you're going and how you're getting there... That divulges a lot more information of who you are and how you're going to conduct yourself going forward in the future, because then you approach things. How do I approach a problem? How do I problem solve? How do I, how do I view this? How do I view that? And then you extrapolate those same things and you apply it to different situations. And then you find yourself, uh, shaping more of who you are, of what you like, what you don't like, um, and Yeah. I, I, it's really just as much of the journey. Um, try not to focus on the destination as much cause you might not like it when you get there. Um, but you, the journey will help you a lot more down the line in my opinion. Um,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, the most important thing is to just not be discouraged. Yeah. Uh, Especially with that. Right. Um, I mean, a lot of the listeners here know my story, like failure is a very hard and tough pill to take or to swallow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and, but I mean, in that failure, I found something kind of that, you know, in the same way of, of the job is like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And my own reaction and the choices that I made in those moments pretty much define who I am and how I view myself and I guess who I want to be, right? So, yeah, I mean, just try. I think that's the best thing that you can ever possibly do is just try something.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And if it, you know, turns to be something that's really relaxing for you, then more power to you. If it doesn't, then you know what isn't for you (laughs) and you're you're flying.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm just giving a thumbs up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one day we might have these on video. Who knows? That'd be
1: pretty cool. I'd have to like clean up my bath, my 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 room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to make the setup kind of nice, but yeah, you know. But again, thank you for that question. I know we didn't really answer it probably the way you expected us to, but thank you all nonetheless. Um, so this one is one that I'm actually really excited to answer. Mm. Um, and it's and you know if you want to answer it first, then you know so you can go for it. Okay. But um, so this person asks, how do you pay attention? um, like during a church sermon or life speech and actually make the most of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's why. That's...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. That,
0: <laughs> that's why I'm really excited to answer it. But <laughs> Oh
1: gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're kind of just like staring at each other, kind of speechless right now. <laughs> um,
1: oh that's um that's hard that's a hard question um yeah so just like ron said i think it's every answer that we give is always (laughs) a it depends and i say that because the human experience is subjective right um your approach and your understanding is vastly different from this person next to you. So to I'm going to give like a very broad um, answer. Uh, it might not even answer it in a way that you deemed, you know, respectable, and that's okay. Um, you know, I might not even be the right person to answer this question for you. Uh, but I'll give it a shot. And so one is... Uh, one I spent a lot of time giving life, <laughs> like speeches, okay, um, to the point where I'm super sick and tired of them. And like anyone that like goes up to me and says, "Oh, you know, thank you for what you said to me back in college," I'm like, "Don't, don't, don't even bring it up. Tell them, don't sweat it." <laughs> um, Most because I feel as though I I preached a lot and um, it, reflecting upon it. And maybe you can tell me otherwise, Ron. I don't know. But I feel like I was just uh, saying a lot of things. Um, and looking back at it now, I'm like, man, I wish I... I f- it felt like more like I was dictating how other people should live their lives. Um, and instead of just giving them the discourse to choose their own adventure. Um, that's why I frown upon what I used to say back in college. Because I feel like I, I-, I might have stared people in the wrong direction. Um and, and I don't want to be, I don't want to remember <laughs> those things. You know, God forbid, you know, like I, I, someone comes down the road and they're like, you know, I listened to you and like, you know, I lost everything. And I'm like, I
0: fart you. Man. And I was like, like <laughs> damn, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: um, so coming from someone who used to give a lot of these um, life moments or speeches or or what have you, um, I find the best way to get the most out of it is um one is don't take everything literally everything you should take is with a grain of of salt um not everything will apply to you and this is the same thing for a church sermon um it's funny just because me and ron both just came back from church (laughs) before we recorded (laughs) before we started recording right and so um it's not always going to apply to you. Not every church sermon is not going to strike you in the heart and, you know, the fear of God is suddenly <laughs> upon you. Yep. Um, but take everything with a grain of salt and you want to listen for the things that strike you in a sense that what do you not understand about the person is saying? Um, What can you agree with? What do you not understand? And you take those small tidbits and just write them down and I think searching them up later and figuring out what they mean by that and what it means in general or even why do you disagree with it right um, helps get the most out of these things because you start to answer questions that you might not necessarily answer on the day to day and you start to divulge more of who you are as a person in terms of what do you not like about what this person said or what did you like about this person and um, what they said. Um, and those are the areas and how I, I usually dissect what other people like, you know, life speeches and, and sermons and stuff like that. Um, how I get the most out of it, right? I try to figure out why do I feel this way? why did I agree with this person? Um, why did I disagree with this person? Search it up later. Oh, you know, I disagreed because of that. Um, but, you know, if I disagree with this person, you know, how come so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so is doing that, but yeah, I'm okay with seeing that happen, right? And then you, you kind of figure out uh, where you stand amongst, you know, whatever they're preaching or whatever someone's saying to you um and you just got to look and read between the lines i think that's the best way to put it you got to read between the lines and how you listen and get the most out of things just because some of these people be speaking like cryptic (laughs) stuff um but that's the that's how i get the most out of what people are saying um Ron might be a little bit more of a poet than I am in terms of how he's gonna answer this. Uh, <laughs> I'm super rusty. Uh, I'm not as eloquent as I used to be. so um,
0: I mean, I don't think I'm a poet necessarily, but <laughs> um, I mean, good question. This is a question I've been like waiting to answer for a, a long time um because it I mean, it is something that, I would ask myself growing up in church Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I've started to like really kind of dissect the answer recently, like, you know, like through the pandemic and through all that stuff, you know, because of all like the virtual sermons and, you know, how I really took the time to look at other pastors or other, other people. Um, And, and I think an important part of it is you, you have to kind of vet or understand the limitations of the person who's speaking. Um, whether it's a TED talk or whether it's a sermon or whether it's like someone giving you advice. Because um, what may work for them probably might not work for you or the way they interpret scripture or the way they interpret a life parable isn't the way that you're going to interpret it. Um, I think a lot of it whenever people do speak on something is based very much on the, what they've experienced in their lives. Right. Um, Or it's a sum of their life experiences that they're able to say something a certain way. Um, So I think number one is vetting that kind of stuff, like vetting, like is what this person is saying speaks to me and, and what, you know, I, I, the person I think is asking from a, a place of faith. Right. So it's like, do I agree or does my version or my at least outlook on faith right now match with what is being spoken about? You know, like for instance, like John 3 16, right. For God to love the world. Um, One person might interpret that one way. One person might interpret that another way. Mm -hmm. And you might have your own convictions and beliefs about that and another person might not. So it's just something that you have to like, kind of navigate, like, what do I think is true and what do I think is not? What am I willing to understand and what am I willing to not understand?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, then you can start really looking at the message of or the package that someone is saying, because I think looking at the reality of how sermons or TED Talks or, or life coaches do speak, it's a lot of things that is packaged into one kind of gift, right? And to be able to understand or even apply all of those you know, step-by-step things into your own life is nearly impossible in a week-to-week setting. Um, So I think a a, a good start is to just write one thing down that spoke out to you and that you want to research even further, kind of like what John said. That it's just like, ooh, I didn't kind of agree with that. Why don't I agree with that? You write that down, you start researching over the week. And then you know, your convictions deepen and 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 the, the way that you look at things kind of either expand or you don't know, go back to that one person, which again is okay. Because I think that's also part of it that it's like you kind of have to vet the things that people say because you know, people are can be spewing a lot of rhetoric that isn't um, aligning necessarily scripture wise or even just the way that you outlook on things and that's okay. You know Um, obviously don't stay in that situation, but (laughs) but again, you know um, it's kind of those little, I guess, broad step-by-step things that you kind of have to like analyze and like John said, read between the lines. And that stuff is kind of just something that you kind of go through as you get older, (laughs) because I, I, I kind of notice it at least in my own life, like not that I'm becoming cynical, because that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more that I'm questioning where it comes from Yeah, or, or like more so like kind of a realist that it's just like, do you really mean that? Or are you like, you just say like, for instance, like you see a friend for a long time and they say they miss you. Do you really mean that, that you miss me? Or like, Oh, like you're just saying this stuff over a sermon. Do you really believe it? Do you walk it out? Do mm-hmm. you, do you live, do you preach, do you practice what you preach or do you kind of just say it and, and just done and dusted? It's the week is over. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of analyze it a lot more like that now because it's just like, you know, do I, like, for instance, um, you know, this is going to be a heavy kind of thing to say, but let's say last year when the whole, um, equality stuff happened, Mm -hmm. which or or rather is still ongoing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I took a, I remember taking a look around at local churches that I had been to in the past and churches that are kind of like the mega church, like Hillsong or Elevation or or whatever. And, and looking at the response that they would have against um, or rather for um, racial equality and to see the people that did speak on it and the people that kind of scuffed it off as if it wasn't even a thing was wild to me.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I was like, Whoa. (laughs) I'm like, and, 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 you know, it, it happened on both levels, right? Like local churches that I thought would speak out about it, didn't speak out about it or didn't even make a mention to it. And people conversely on the bigger stage did and didn't, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's that kind of stuff that I know I'm straying from the question a little bit, but it's like that kind of thing where I'm really vetting things now Mm -hmm. that it's like on a principle, do I agree with it? Do I, um, am I okay with what they're saying? Like it just very much reading between the lines, almost on a (laughs) very analytical level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and, I mean, that could be a place that you get to and that could be a place that you don't get to. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it, 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 it is the way that you decipher the situation.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. And I think I, I agree. And I agree because you brought up the whole equality um, aspect or perspective of vetting and, and, and I've had a very strong reaction uh, to those things. Um, I'm very much an advocate for um racial equality Mm -hmm. um i'm a very strong advocate for the asian american community um and so when the things came about last year right um and some people are going to be like looking at me they're like oh you didn't do this this or this i'm just like then it gets to the point of um I want to bring this up is what, what did you not see me? And what did you see me do? Right. Because then you get to the notion of what is performative in the sense of, Oh, you know, like I posted a, a black square on my Instagram. I stand up for black lives matter. And I was like, did mm-hmm. you, you know, that's so performative. Um, what did you actually do? Um, do you advocate on the day to day? Do you support locally black owned businesses? Do you fight for your brothers and sisters uh, next to you? right? Uh, That's where I start to read between the lines and where I start to look behind what other people uh, say or do. You know, how many times have you reposted something and then didn't even take action later? Um, It's things like that that really strike a chord with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could, you know, there are probably people listening here that if I feel some type of way, uh and there are a lot of people in our friend groups that you know i could very much well you know pull the receipts out um just because i don't think that there are a lot of people that truly stand i think they like to believe that they do uh and they like other people to see that they do and i think they like the notion of racial equality um but to actually defend and fight for racial equality is, is is another story um So I think there's a lot of different nuances that go on behind it. Um, And if you're someone who, you know, likes the idea of racial equality, you know, like, thank you, Uh, because, you know, so do I. (laughs) But if you are someone who just spreads information and you don't take the actions behind to do so... um, I highly urge you to rethink of what you are doing because we are fighting a battle that is going to shape the nation and the world coming forward. And not a lot of people understand how every day, uh, it's a different battle. And just cause you don't see it on Instagram doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every day it's another, like for me, like I fight for Chinatown a lot. It's somewhere where I grew up. Uh, I've donated. I've, Uh, wrote petitions or signed petitions for uh keeping stores open and and a lot of advocate movements and 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 whatnot right um so in that sense i i i just got really hot in emotion really quick what was i talking about i just got i just (laughs) got super hot (laughs) i just had like a heat flash (laughs) what was i talking about
0: i mean basically like practicing what you preach when it comes to
1: yeah um but what was I talking about before? I was going on some on tangent and I just got really hot-headed really quickly. <laughs> and I totally forgot what I was gonna
0: Um How you know the performative action of of posting versus living it out and trying to really bring about equality between.
1: Oh, there you go. Uh okay, now I remember Uh it's like every day and, and a lot of people don't see it, but like Chinatown's closing up. Either you like it or you don't like it um i don't know how many people have gone back to see um but a lot of the restaurants that i grew up with are no longer in business um and while it's definitely not in the state it was during the pandemic i don't see it coming back and the way that it used to be anytime soon um, and for me that's fighting for a piece of my cultural identity uh fighting for um a memory that I have so you know I highly encourage and I highly urge other people to take the additional step you know it's easy to to share and to to move it and look aesthetically pleasing on your uh, on your Instagram story um, mm-hmm. but definitely take the next step and go out and and do the things that you want to do for your community um, I know we strayed really hard from the question. <laughs> but uh no, but I, that's I mean, the nature, I, right? That's the nature of the <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, I mean I, I number one, I think that's what the podcast is for. But two, it is applicable because uh, I, I mean for me, a lot of it was for instance, I, I won't name names. I won't I won't um but for instance, um local church, right? Mm-hmm. Always preaches about how you have to have like a global mindset in a local community, right? Mm. Which is like a, a, a catchphrase, you know. It, it probably feels like a catchphrase. that is just probably read off a book.
1: It sounds a little like you know a little you snap, know? snap over there, a little catchphrase. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you're just like, ooh, yeah. wow. But when this whole thing happened, um, you know, with George Floyd and 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 the inequality that is, that were going on, even today, right? Not one mention. Not one mention of, of being the Jesus in the situation or being just kind or, 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 or being, you know, uh, I, I think a lot of my own faith. And even when I, when I look at church sermons or life speeches or whatever, a lot of it I, I it comes back to how did Jesus live his life and, and what did he do? He never made fun of people. He never judged people. He never, d- despite, you know, the, the people that he came across, whether they were prostitutes or, you know, today's version of drug dealers or today's version of terrorists or today's version of, 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 um, the people that you kind of don't look at. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, how did he react to them or what did he do for them rather? Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, I look at that and I look at the people that, that preach platitudes and preach, um, um, scripture and, or, or even, you know, the people that talk about stuff on Ted talks or whatever. And, and it's just like, man, you're so full of it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in a nice way, (laughs) I sit there and I'm like, man, you say this, but this isn't it. Or your actions prove otherwise. How could you? Mm -hmm. And, and, and even, even to my own life, I sat there and I, how could I,
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, how, how, like for instance, how many times in New Brunswick or or in New York City that you look at someone who's like homeless on the street and you like kind of try to look away because you're just like, you know, like check yourself, like check your own biases, check your own this and that. Uh-huh. And I think all of that, I mean, in a nice rapty bow, is kind of what, like how you kind of almost have to kind of look at church sermons or life speeches or life talks or even advice from us. Mm hmm is like kind of match it up against what we do and don't do. And again, a, a lot of it is what you see and don't see. Mm-hmm. So that's also an important thing to note that it's just like, but I think it's important to engage us in the conversation like this, that um, it's like, hey, what did, what did you do for the Asian community? What did you do for, for this and that? And And that I think is the conversation that is going to become more important as time goes on. That not just church sermons or life speeches, but like what what change you're affi- you're able to affect in your own groups. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be um important.
1: Like I said, you're you're Ron, Ron's a poet, guys. <laughs> no, no, Wraps I'm it not. Up In a in a good little <laughs> tightly neat package.
0: Um, I mean, I know we definitely strayed off a bunch of questions, but yeah, <laughs>
1: we did. I think it's a mixture of our own experience wrapped up with the question and how we approach it. And then we want to say our piece. Cause I think everyone, everyone always thinks of the time where they're finally going to be able to answer the question that they wish they could have imparted to, you know, yeah, that's the true. Younger people going through the same thing. And, um, I'm definitely guilty about that. Um, so that's why I always like to, I, I just go on, uh, tangents and and stuff like that. And I only say that because I would hate to see other people make the same mistakes. Yeah.
0: That we did. Because
1: you don't, because I think we understand how it made us feel and the times of, sorrow and disparity. And, and, and it's just not a pleasant time. We would mm-hmm. rather you make different mistakes than the ones that we did. Uh, cause yeah. I, I still believe in making mistakes. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but there are some things I, I really wish some people would not have to experience.
0: Yeah. And a, a, a lot of these, um, like you said, a lot of these sort of tangents, I guess, very much tie into the experience that we have when it comes to these questions that you give us. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry for tangents. If you don't like them, if you like them, more this power the, to you.
1: This is the podcast for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like this is, this is, this is where you want to be because you know, we're, we're going all over the place and you know, that's where the conversation takes us. That's the whole thing. Um, so to all the people that handed in questions, really, really, really thank you. Um, we know you've been waiting for us to answer these questions for a long time.
1: <laughs> you have like a, a time like a like a timestamp on these? Like did they submit these after like episode nine and they've just been sitting in the Yes. Oh shoot. <laughs> That's a long time.
0: <laughs> or or rather there are some that that have been given to us past like, let's say episode eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But
0: because of the the conversation at the time, and maybe like the constraints of our own imposed time limits, right? We didn't get to answer them, so it's kind of just a backlog. Um, gotcha. So that I mean, even now there are still some questions that we didn't get to,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because again, the 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 conversation is so volatile, or yes. it's so there are so many different ways that it can go, that. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) but, but honestly, rest assured, like I look at these fan questions all the time. Like I'm trying to like, trying to fit them in into like the vibe of how, let's say for instance, like when we were going into, before we were talking, like I was like, oh, like I feel like this is questions that he would love to answer. These are Uh, questions that are going to be like really pertinent to the situation of the questions that I have and the questions I feel like the other person might have. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of like try to slot them in. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, like just keep sending fan questions in if this is a first time and you've never, you'd never thought of a fan question, go ahead and hand it in because we love to answer them, especially in this context that it's just, we just go in t- <laughs> tangents and tangents. Um, but with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, um, like refill waters and refill this and that, and then we'll go into the questions that John and I have prepared for each other, which I'm sure probably going to be another 12 hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> So um, we'll be right back. You hear the fun music um, and we'll be back right after that. Welcome back. So, um, John and I took a bathroom break. We had fun. <laughs> 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 this is over Google Meet, by the way. I don't know uh, if said
1: that. I was like, we had what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but welcome back. Thank you for um, sticking out that little montage break for us. Um, so we're going to get right into it because we're going to start hot and heavy with some deep questions. Oh, nice. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first?
1: Um, how are you going to start your questions? Cause
0: mine go from tame to pretty. Um, okay. We could, we could talk for hours. Kind okay. of. Okay.
1: I can go first. Cause my, my first question is really tame. I have two very tame questions.
0: I also have two very tame questions, but the one tame question is one that we can go for like really long about.
1: Okay. Hold on. Let me, okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) now I'm like strategically thinking in my head, I'm like, oh man, how long are we going to go for, for these questions? Okay. I'll go for the first question. Um, so first question is Donda or certified lover boy.
0: Donda or Certified Lover Boy?
3: Yeah. You, I feel like I yeah.
0: know what. Refresh my mind.
1: Did I ask the wrong question? <laughs> uh, so, Donda, the new album from Kanye, and then Certified Lover Boy, the new album from Drake. <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe I should have led I, with the other question. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I need to preface this by I don't listen to the two of them Uh, in my day to day. Um, I mean, the probably I might be even wrong about this one. I only the only Drake song I probably really know is the one where it's like you used to call me on my cell (laughs) phone. Like the one that everyone sang in like the clubs all the time because that was. Yeah, like yeah. that's the one that everyone went like crazy about. And I was like,
3: you used to call me on my <laughs> cell phone, too.
0: <laughs> like, pull like some dad jokes wait, out.
2: Wait, wait,
1: should, I, should I go over a different <laughs> question?
0: I mean, you could. I'm Hold not going
1: to okay, contribute I'll go, much go, to this I think one. this question might be better then. I think this question might be better. Hold on. <laughs> Can we just <laughs> oh delete what we just said?
2: No,
0: that's staying in. I can't delete that anymore. <laughs> I mean okay. I'm going to get made fun of for it but it's okay.
1: <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay. So my other question is uh based on so far uh for Matt Reeves uh Batman, right, the one with Robert Pattinson. Okay. Uh which so far you is your preferred Christian Bale, Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson's Batman? And I know Robert Pattinson's Batman only had like two trailers. Uh, mm. But it's pretty good.
0: It looks, it looks baller. Yeah. Like.
1: <laughs> so what would okay. you say is your preferred Batman?
2: Hmm.
0: All right. If I'm judging it off the trailer and, like, we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. This one is a close contender for me when it comes to Christian Bale. Okay. I didn't like Ben Affleck's as much. I thought the, the premise of Ben Affleck was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That it's like the whole like Batman v Superman kind of his reasoning was pretty, pretty like a, a, a reasonable thing if you mm-hmm. were Batman. Um But I just I I there was nothing about it to me that was just like you couldn't have just continued Christian Bale's like like there was nothing new that Ben Affleck to me brought to the character. OK. Other than like he killed people, which I, I you know, I, I guess is if you want to call that new, then you can call that new. You're right. Um. What I do like about this one is it or, or Pattinson is that it looks like it's leaning heavily into the detective work,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is something that I really enjoyed playing in the Arkham um, games. Yes. It's just that like, yeah, you were a brawler and yeah, you were like a frickin um, like menace to all these people that are in Gotham City or, or Arkham or whatever. But um, this one looks like like the, re- <laughs> the reason why I really am looking forward to this one because it looks relatable. Uh Is that just me? Like not, not relatable in the sense that like you're an edgelord, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but but relatable that it looks like, I mean, it's the same thing for like Shang-Chi with me Mm -hmm. where I was just like, I could see myself in that, in that, um, Uh uh, that character or that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, Mm -hmm. which is a different topic. But like this one looks like he's young. He looks like a brawler. Like he looks like he's fresh. Not necessarily, like, fresh that he's, like, he just became Batman, but fresh that is just, like, he's still figuring a lot of things out. And I feel like that's reminiscent about what you and I have been talking about so far is that we're very clearly looking, <laughs> figuring, figuring things out. We are very much um, still
1: figuring things out.
0: Which I think is awesome. But I think the fights just look so much more, like, kinetic. Like, they just look so much more, like, umph behind them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, you know, like, when he's just, like... You see all those like the uh, thugs in the clown costume and yeah. he's just beating down on the one dude and he just looks up and he's just they're all like yeah <laughs> they're yeah, all yeah. like shaking in their pants. <laughs> like that looks sick. And I think um uh I think it's gonna be interesting to see Riddler in this kind of um uh interpretation that it's not like Jim Carrey, that it's not yeah. like necessarily like manic uh comedic. Mm-hmm. This one looks like he looks like a like a farting serial killer, and he right. looks like like he looks like he came out of um uh, like uh, what's uh, um what's is that movie the Kevin Spacey movie the one with Br- Brad Pitt and like Morgan Freeman, the one where like Kevin Spacey plays like a serial ki- like he looks like he looks like he's coming out of Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs. That's basically what I'm I'm saying is that like, okay. Riddler's looking like he's coming out of like some freaky deaky stuff, and yeah, it looks yeah. cool. Hmm. Um, what I am afraid of is that uh, kind of like Batman fatigue. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> like I already wasn't that enthused about Ben Affleck's because I was just like another one. Like mm-hmm. I just came off the heels of like Christian Bale, which I thought was really fun.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to see an, like, another, another one. Mm-hmm. But this one looks like it's a fresh enough take that I'm going to be like, okay, like this will be uh-huh. fun.
1: Gotcha. You know, it's funny when you brought up that one scene, uh, when, Christian, uh, Christian uh, Robert Pattinson, you're like, the guy goes like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And he just comes up to him and he just does like the backhand fist, <laughs> yeah. but then brings the fist back for like a right hook.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Like when I saw that part, uh, that's what I really liked. And so I'm like a big comic book junkie. Like I read every Wednesday because that's usually when the new releases come out. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there is a lot of comic book titles, um, that strain to, uh, Batman's psyche and Batman's brutality and kind of where, and, and the, the notion that Batman is this person who is just super dark, edgy type <laughs> person, uh, is a very popular idea, but then there are also a lot of good comics that display, um, like a very angry uh batman yeah Um, yeah yeah and so and i i think i'm really leaning towards robert pattinson's because i the look that robert pattinson gives in the movie without the mask on right just like the glare and Mm -hmm. the brutality is um and i like it that the Riddler is the main villain is because one, you're now solving riddles and clues, which is very detective work. But I think in that same notion, in same sense, the theme is, uh, Batman figuring out if he is also just as brutal as the villains he is trying to take down. Right. Yes. Uh, and mm-hmm. if he, in, in, in the sense, he is also bru- brutal, as the same villains. Um, I like that notion a lot. Um, because it plays into the part of we side with Batman, or we side with, you know, when we watch superhero stuff and like Batman's like, yeah, you know, Batman's the guy, whatever, whatever. Um But is Batman really just the same person on the opposite side of the coin? Right? They're mm-hmm. the same person as they are on the opposite side of the coin, right? Someone who is also willing to to do what is necessary, but you just somehow happen to be on the side that everyone else wants to root for. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, cause I think that like, a complicated character.
0: Yeah. Like I, I, I think it's cool because so I, I guess if I'm trying to, trying to bring it back to like a theme, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is that like Christian Bales to me was like Daniel Craig's James Bond. Yes. That like, he doesn't want to be Batman or James Bond but it's almost like he has to be because the people, the people on the other side are equally as terrifying. So he has to do something about it. Yes. It's like the, the kind of um, not tortured hero, but, but reluctant hero, yeah. a reluctant, reluctant um, uh, person. Mm-hmm. This one seems like a tortured hero. This seems like it's almost like he's dealing with that own brutality. Him, It's internal Mm-hmm. that it's like you come across someone that's like riddler that he looks like he's like chopping people up yeah, yeah like yeah. literally uh-huh. that's insane like that looks that looks fun not you know that that stuff is intense like, you know I just saying it's gonna be intense
1: yes doesn't it come out this
0: year i think like this winter right
1: all right everyone i'm gonna look it up get I'm ready to listen up. to this amazing keyboard <laughs> 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 oh no it says 2022
0: They pushed it back
1: Uh, March 4th, 2022. Are you
0: serious? I'm sad. Oh, I thought it was coming out like I thought it was
1: coming out this year. I could have sworn it was coming out in the winter. Isn't Spider-Man coming out December in the winter?
0: Yep. December. Okay. And, And then Eternals in November. And then, which I look, it looks baller.
1: It looks amazing. (laughs) I think that's a side of the Marvel universe that not a lot of people, because it's not popularized. Um, No, it's not. You're not a comic book junkie and you don't know who the Eternals are. You're like, you have no idea what Marvel is doing. But someone who like (laughs) reads, I'm just like, yo, we are getting into some cosmic like mumbo jumbo. Like it's going to get real crazy, real fast, real soon.
0: Yeah, I mean it already did. If you watch the Marvel Disney Plus shows, like oh yeah, that's true. Ar- yeah. Ar- ar- arguably, the um you know Loki was or the ending of Loki. Loki, yeah. Was baller. I was like,
3: oh, my jaw dropped. Yeah. When the too.
1: elevator opened up, and I saw the guy. I don't want to ruin for mm-hmm. anyone that didn't see it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you know, like go watch it. You're living under a rock. <laughs> but. <laughs> like go watch it because like I feel like it's finally setting up for a much more expansive
0: yes universe like it's no like I'm I'm trying not to I'm trying to dance around the yeah it's I feel uh, like for
1: me it's not playing along name brand heroes anymore and now we're getting into other comic lines and titles that other people might not necessarily know about uh, but are just as good as the name brand heroes
0: yeah. Um, I mean, that's funny cause my, my, one of my tame questions was a superhero question. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I guess it's, it's in the conversation. So I guess my question is, what did you, what are your thoughts on Shang-Chi?
1: Ah, let's, oh man. Um, oh my God. And, and, go. and we,
0: we, we could talk about the cultural impact. We could talk about the super, like the, the future of the, Marvel, the character. Yeah. Character. Yeah. Because I mean, in the same vein that they do do like cosmic things, this movie's not cosmic in the terms of like Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, but it's cosmic in the sense of what they do and where they go. Right.
1: Um, okay. So, wow. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be talking forever. So,
3: <laughs>
1: the first and foremost, I super love Shang Chi. I super love. Simu Liu. um my friend is friends with him only because on subtle Asian traits on Facebook they like connected <laughs> over like a comment <laughs> I forget what but now they're friends so I just really like how personable he is so it makes it that much easier for me to like the movie and maybe I'm being biased um, no I
0: agree I, I think I think a lot of his enthusiasm and yeah. a lot of his own like fanboyism. mm-hmm really portrays through the role and it's just fun it's just a it's like one of us like it feels like yes
1: yes yes you know like you came this guy that was doing stock photos for a hundred dollars yeah and now a marvel cinematic universe hero and like a cultural icon for years to come for asian american children
0: yeah i like he i I remember seeing him on wong fu yes and and like when i watched wong fu back in the day or still now and Mm -hmm. it's just like this dude that was in wong fu shorts is now somehow like the face of the MCU at this point in time. Like, that's mm-hmm. insane.
1: That's like Randall Park. Randall Park started off.
0: Yeah, on Wong Fu. On Wong Fu. Like, I've, like yeah. I literally remember the sketch that they did where he's like too fast.
1: hmm <laughs> That's the one I, I first found him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, yo, this dude's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I started following one. him over the years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> um,
1: so... Thoughts real quick on it is when well, I'm real quick, we'll just go thoughts on it. Cause I don't think this is going to be quick. Um, <laughs> <Nope>. One <laughs> is uh, the cultural impact for it. For me, um, I have a very limited understanding of Mandarin. Uh, I sort of speak a little bit. I'm also like speaking like very baby level <laughs> like Mandarin. Um, so for me, I, profoundly enjoyed the use of idioms that they used um in the movie when they say it in chinese kind of like Mm -hmm. when the iron gang comes to confront the dad but the mom is there instead Mm -hmm. and she uses an idiom to say she's if you've read the subtitles um it says like oh like go over like we have like go to your room or go have we have guests or something like that yeah or whatever the case is the idiom is it's, it's the saying itself is what Asian parents say to their kids when they're like go to your room right like there's we have guests over or something like that in that sense where it's just like it's not much of us a, a saying but it's more of a order or a suggestion mm-hmm. it's one of those which I have profoundly enjoyed um two is um they were not afraid to speak a majority of it in mandarin and i
0: wholeheartedly agree
1: i thoroughly enjoyed that and being able to hear chinese dialects and mind you actual people who actually know how to speak it not just like actors who are learning it right uh actual Actors that know how to speak Mandarin saying it on screen, um, while it is not my main dialect, it does something deep within my heart where I'm able to see in an American movie theater, right? My, or a dialect of my culture being displayed proudly. Mm. Um, That for me was a very moving part, I guess, when I was watching Um, more to add on for the cultural impact is there is, it plays along a lot of Asian stereotypes and I'm not going to say Chinese stereotypes because I think these stereotypes are echoed across all Mm -hmm. Asian cultures and it's, you see it when, uh, his sister is not included. Yeah, yeah and you see it even when they're adults and they come back he says oh my son is home he doesn't say that my daughter is home because the daughter ran away too
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: says my son like is the, home
0: the respect of the male yes uh, uh, child yes i was like dang man you're not showing love to her yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, i found that like to be amazing in the sense that they're portraying uh what it, a very real um, thing that still continues on is the favoritism of having a boy, mm. right? Um, and the act of excluding your daughters um, only because your son is that much more important, right? And I think I really enjoyed the display of that because I think it's very real and it's very relatable, and i also enjoyed when uh so tony leung is like hong kong superhero like (laughs) i love this guy i grew up watching tony leung um i'm saying it his name how it's supposed to be said tony leung not leung tony leung so tony leung is like superhero dude he is the guy right kind of like how jackie chan was for mainland china um Mm -hmm. Like Tony Leung is like Hong Kong superstar. Um, and watching Tony Leung deliver. And I, I, if I remember correctly, it's his first American movie.
0: Yes, I, I believe so. I saw in an interview that they asked him like, is this, how does it feel to be in your first Hollywood movie? Yeah. So I think, I think so.
1: And being, and having him deliver his lines and, uh, impactful, and in English, and mm-hmm. having because because I think it's hard to display emotion correctly when it is not your first language, and sometimes you might yeah. not pick up on the subtle nuances on how to display emotion. Mm-hmm. The performance that he gave was chilling, because you feel you see like we said a reluctant individual. If anything, he is more loving. And not the beginning part, but like he was more loving because <laughs> the beginning part, he's a total D bag. But like you see a very loving individual, right, who mm-hmm. is scarred from the loss of his love one. And suddenly he has an opportunity to bring her back or what we quote unquote. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when he grabs the chair for me and he leans in a little bit and he looks to the side, but he doesn't look directly at Simu Liu's character. He just kind of looks at his body because he can't bear to look at his son. He's like, I heard her voice. I know mm-hmm. what my wife sounds like. Tony Leung killed it. Uh, yeah. And being able to see a Hong Kong superstar kill those lines is amazing. Uh, it's like watching Donnie Yen in like uh, Rogue Hitman. One. Like, all yeah. right, like when he was in his Hollywood movie, because he's been in like, he was in Shanghai Noon oh, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. but it's like watching that all over again, where you see a Chinese superstar deliver such chilling emotional lines. Um, like, you could have asked Glendale. Glendale knew, knows not to bother me when I'm like in the zone on these types of things. Because I was just, my head, my arms were crossed, my head was down like this, and I was looking up, and I was just taking everything in. Um, mm-hmm. And being a, chinese american living in the u.s right now during Asian this asian diaspora is it makes me feel as though the tides are slowly changing uh with individuals of the cast of shang chi or shang chi that are now at the forefront Mm
3: -hmm. um
1: it almost makes me feel untouchable and i know that i'm not but like that's the type of pride that I have uh, when I recall the movie or when I just during watching the movie Mm -hmm. Um, and the future of the Marvel universe. Now that that's incorporated is one uh, for those who don't know the lore, Fin Fang Foom, or I think that's his name, uh, the dragon um, is a Shang-Chi character from the comic books. So I am super waiting for, because Fing Fang Foom is a Mok, Lu, Mok Lulan, or is that, I forget, I don't know how I'm pronouncing it right, uh, alien in the comics that, that just so happens to resemble dragons on Earth. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know, the rings are of that origin. So I can only imagine that that is the area that they're going into and that is so exciting <laughs> yeah because not only is it mystical but it's also mad it's like it's magical but also alien tech all mixed into one
0: like cosmic cosmic and, stuff and yeah, yeah. yeah
1: um and i and i i love it and <clears throat> i can't wait for more asian american heroes to to be portrayed and i can't wait for the eventual team up of tom holland spider-man and <laughs> Liu Shang-Chi, and then tom holland gets to uh, develop the way of the spider. And I hope to see that, uh, in a movie adaptation because the comic book adaptation or the comic book series when that happened was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, that's my thoughts so far. <laughs> I am probably going to interject to you <laughs> as you. Pr- that's
0: okay. <laughs> um, so while John is the comic, um, Person, I I am not, but I study these movies intensely because mm-hmm. I I love I, I love movies and and the way that they're made and and the the writing process and and the whole like I, it's just something that I could talk days on end about. Um. So this movie for me, I watched twice. First one was by myself on um premiere night or uh, the Friday that it opened, uh, September third. And then the uh, s- no, I actually saw it Thursday because I was off. <laughs> um, and then I, I watched it again with my family, but I wanted to experience it by myself for the f- on on the first go, because I, I I wanted to just experience the movie in the same way that you did, like just mm. experience it and 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 just let it happen mm. to me. And I cried. Um, so. To the listeners who don't know us, um, I'm not of Chinese descent. I am Filipino, um, but I think you made an important distinction that that a lot of the stuff that occur in this movie isn't necessarily like Chinese or 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 um, like based in Chinese. I, I I there are parts that are based in Chinese culture, but it's stuff that is like you can experience as an Asian. As a person of Asian descent, that it's like, for instance, one of the things I noticed immediately right off the bat was when Simu, he, he visits Katie's um, uh, uh, um, house. Yeah. He takes his shoes off immediately uh-huh. as, as if there's not like not even a, a second thought. And then he goes to to give respect to the elders. Uh-huh. Like in the Filipino culture, that's like, you know, you mano and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you always do that first. I was like, wow. Um, so for me, that's kind of like a little snippet into the whole, wow of this movie for me because they did it so unashamed Mm -hmm. that they did it like without even pointing a thought to it. Like for instance, like the, the, the the scenes where they speak Mandarin, Mm -hmm. I was so happy that they didn't just do it for one scene. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Like, it was kind of like a token thing that it's just like, Oh, like let's have like the, the, the cultural character speak the cultural language. And then that's it. Like Mm -hmm. one scene. Um, But yeah, like so much of the movie for me, was stuff that I could see in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, that like, you know, like the dinner scene, right. Not, not, not to the extent that, you know, my sister's being shunned, but like the kind of conversation that happens at the table, Mm -hmm. I could almost see in my own life
3: Mm
0: -hmm. that I was like, did they like, did did they read all our lives or something? (laughs) This is stuff that like, I, I, I kind of see in my own growing up or my own, um, um, uh, life alone. And I was like, this is insane. Like, uh, there was a quote that Teddy and I were talking about when we were discussing this movie, and it was that Marvel's making... M- Marvel's no longer making superhero movies, they're making movies with superheroes in them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was so much of this movie for me. Like, um, the performances of, of the mother and father, the performances of, of uh, 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 Wen Wu and the uh, mother, Jiang Li, mm-hmm. um, like, was... It, it, it just... It, it brought me to tears by the end of that movie because I was like, this is almost very representative, not so much the warlord aspect, but representative of, of the ways that I even see my own parents in mm-hmm. the way that like they process grief or the way that they process um, um, difficult times like that. Mm-hmm. And the way that my sister and I process things like it was, I was like, oh, my dear, like this is like I I, I was in complete and utter awe at the way that they had carefully crafted the movie Mm -hmm. to give reverence and respect to the culture that we all share. Mm -hmm. And that just makes me really happy that people were able to see that. And after I left the theater the first time I was filled with just such an overwhelming pride. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, you know, I, I I consider us to be proud to be Asian, Mm -hmm. you know, But this one was just like, I had, I had my head held high. I felt like I could conquer the world. I felt like I, um, nothing could bring us down.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Like you could spit in our face. You could, you could beat us down. Nope. That's not going to stop who we are and what our culture is and, 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 and our belief in, in who we are. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, to talk about more the minutia, like, the fight scenes were nuts, um, <laughs> and and I'm pretty I'm pretty eagle-eyed when it comes to um, noticing if it's the stunt actor or if it's um, like you know when they, when movies now the 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 kind of thing is like the one take scene yeah, but you can obviously see where the cut occurs and where the wipe. Um, like the the guy, the body flies across the screen, and that's where the wipe is because the continuity doesn't match up. Right. The way they the, the way they approached fight scenes in this movie was insane, and apparently, I I know that one of the stunt or the stunt coordinator was part of Jackie Chan's stunt team, mm-hmm. and then he he had unfortunately had passed away. Um. So that was the name at the end of the credits. Um. But you know. Uh, the the music was fun. The 88 rising soundtrack is yes. on repeat. Yes, it's here. been on repeat for me for like three weeks now. I listen um, to it and I
1: act like I'm in a movie. Like, like a music yeah. video. Like I'll be driving down 287 and I'm like listening yeah. to like act up or like
0: Yo literally like because I, I I just do it from front to back. Okay. And then usually act up comes on when I'm on 287 and mm. I'm just sitting there and I'm mean mugging. I'm like <laughs> I'm like on the road. I'm like, you can't stop me. Oh, you could cut me off. Sure.
1: I got the do illest it. stank face when that song comes
0: <laughs> on. Um, but I mean to, to again to to wrap it up before you you know give your thoughts again. Um, this movie just made me so 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 proud mm-hmm. that they didn't just do things to do it. They didn't do it pointing it like like the way I could, I described it to my cousins um, was like. It's as if they made a movie and they were all white. Mm. Like in the sense that they don't point at anything. They don't go, they don't say, hey, look at us. We're doing this. Or, oh, hey, we're all speaking Mandarin. Like, or, oh, hey, hey, we're doing fight scenes. Like, or we're doing, um, you know, like very acrobatic uh, wire work. Mm-hmm. No, they don't point at anything. They don't even point that they're Asian or they're this and that, or that there's different colors in the movie. They just tell a story. hmm and that for me was the most like poignant thing for me leaving the theater that it wasn't just like it wasn't like it, it's not like fast and furious where they point at Han and they're like yo he's obviously an asian driver so like mm-hmm. he's the asian dude like no they don't do any of that it's just we're telling a story so be it if mm-hmm. you don't like it mm-hmm. like it felt so, like that gave me such a uh a, a, a high that I'm still on today that it's just so like unapologetically um proud yes of 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 it
1: that was the word i was going to use um so instead of unapologetic i'll just do unabashedly um it was just it was unabashedly asian um in the sense Mm -hmm. that they created a movie it was the same thing for black panther right um and we want to celebrate all things all all uh wins for the people of color right because we're a voice that needs to be heard We are the voice and we are the people who helped start up the very beginnings of America, right? Um, You know, it is us that created the very comings of the railroad system going out west, Mm -hmm. right? It is the people of color, right, that have changed uh, how we even perceive music, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of these people want to celebrate uh american music and i so uh, the boon of american a lot of it comes from black american culture um and a lot of people don't realize that and for me right the movie was just unapologetic it was unabashedly asian which i absolutely love right it's not it's almost as though i was watching an asian movie because I got all the semblances of one. You got all the fight scenes. You have, mm-hmm. like, the angry dad and and whatnot. Uh, but then you're just like, oh, there's the Marvel credits. And you're like, holy crap, like, Marvel produces this movie. And it feels like home um, for me. It feels nostalgic and it feels familiar. And for me, I think the... One thing I think was very interesting was the choice of martial arts styles that they chose to use. And I think it's interesting that they use Tai Chi as the main uh, martial arts form. One, that the mom used, Fala, I think it's Fala Mm -hmm. Chan or Fala Chan, uh, used uh, to... One is the martial arts of the gods. And then two is you later see... Simu Liu pra- uses one form of martial arts throughout the entirety of the movie, and then when he goes to, uh, when he what's the name of the Talo Talo oh, Talo yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. he goes to Talo and Michelle Yeoh comes in, and unfolds his hand from a closed fist to an open hand, mm-hmm. right? One is I feel as though it's symbolic in the sense that you're you cannot receive if your hand is closed, right? You can only receive if your hand is open. And he then receives the understanding that he is now not only his father's son, but his mother's son, Mm -hmm. right? And you slowly see his martial arts transform uh, as a combination of Tai Chi and the other martial, I don't know the style, uh, but the other martial arts form that he uses throughout the entirety of the movie. And I think that's amazing. I think it's a very nice, uh, subtle take on who he is as a character. Um, And I say that because I think a lot of us struggle with identity um, and community and where we belong. And for him, I think for himself, he struggles for the fact that he is He is his father's son, right? And he chose Mm. to run away from that. But then later chooses to embrace that he is also... He he later chooses to embrace that he is both, right? He later chooses to embrace that I'm a culmination of these two worlds. And I'm the one person to, you know, beat said whatever villain or beast or whatever you have you, right? Right? Um, I find that very poetic um, in the movie. And I think overall, uh, Simi Lu's also very vocal about that. If you're on Subtle Asian Traits on Facebook, <laughs> uh, he fights for cultural identity and uh, community. And I just love seeing that on the big screen. Um, and I think that always begs the question of for other people who can't relate it's like what is culture what is identity um and i'm gonna bring it back to like the it's like super weeby, but if anyone watched like the one naruto episode where sasuke has Orochimaru like bring back the four hokage and then he sits them down and asks them like what does it mean to be a village right what does it mean to be this what does it mean to be that in that same sense that's how i feel uh, the movie did is like what does it mean to be Asian or like me, like what does it mean to be uh, my father's son what does it mean to be my mother's son what does it mean to be uh, this person with such heavy responsibility on my shoulders right um, I, I for me it was a very good movie and attacking those types of questions because uh, that's what I love uh, at the end of the day, I just love asking questions like that. Um, like, what is culture? What is identity? Um, shoot, man. I'm. I I, I, <laughs> I, I. I. You know what's funny is that I told Glendale too that I was high key emotional uh, after we walked out of the movie theater. Um, I've never felt. Because Crazy Rich Asians, while it was good, um, it was. Slightly misaligned in terms of certain representation on their actors. Mm -hmm. Um, and also representation of other side characters, um, that are, that were being used. Yeah.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: Um, but this movie, right. And I told her, I said, I've never felt so accurately represented. Um, especially in the time that we live in where we are fighting so hard to be represented and this movie comes along and finally gives you a pedestal and a voice. Um, and I said, this is the type of change that I am very lucky to witness during my lifetime. Um, my, I know my parents have seen something along the lines when they were around my age, right? We we're seeing more and more uh, changes happening. And I feel as though we are very much at the forefront of making real change. Um, that we're at the point where hopefully history won't repeat itself, right? Mm-hmm. We won't continue to see the same level of discrimination uh we won't see the same level of misinterpret or misrepresentation um but yeah i mean I, <laughs> not to sound like as though like i'm i'm about to like give like a another inspirational <laughs> speech but like yeah no, this movie is amazing
0: i mean i uh, to 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 go off what you said i i Number one, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, this movie, at least to me, and I'm sure to you and and to other other people uh, like our friends, like was was so deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Like in the same way that you mentioned Crazy Rich Agents, like it felt somewhat detached for me because I it like yes, I I, I understood. The pieces of it and part of it, but like it felt more like a comedy and a and a, and a drama more so, like more more so like a comedic drama than than it, it 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 was a display of culture and it was a display of this and that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we shouldn't have movies like that, but this one to me, like gently put the spark in arguably all of us. Mm-hmm. In such a deeply and 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 um like personal and intimate way that after watching that movie, how could I not be even more fired up mm-hmm. about about just the whole um the whole thing about the discrimination of just different colors and different things like that like like it gave like you know what it did it gave me a picture of what could be yeah. Like, and and arguably what it should be compared to what it is now. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's gotten me like fired up and, and, and so stupidly excited. Like, or rather not stupidly because there's definitely thought behind it, but, but so unapologetically excited to keep pushing the envelope and to keep making a ruckus about it. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And that's, that, that's why. You know, the, it's just so, it it resonates so strongly. I feel like with us because we view it from that kind of angle Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and not to mention that it's an actually good movie.
3: Yeah.
0: Like the the acting is good. The cinematography for me was very good. The music and the way that they had done the way that they executed on what they were trying to do from a technical standpoint was good. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, it's top three, top, top three Marvel movies. Oh, fact. Yeah, the, for sure. Like in the 24, 25 Marvel movie run. Like this is like, like, again, because this was such a very intimate and personal story that how can it not?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that I mean, unless you have anything to add?
1: One is I was kind of disappointed that they didn't speak a little bit of Cantonese while they were in Macau um mm-hmm. i would have loved i would have loved that um but you know at this point i think i'm gonna take what i can get uh not necessarily meaning that it's complacency i think we will always have a voice um and i think for the next movie uh Similu is also the voice of the people you know he's part of a group that's like three million people Uh, Mm -hmm. or like not three million but like a million people on on facebook right um so i think he is a voice that for for the people that can't be heard and i'm excited for the second one and i can only imagine um what it will bring Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and yeah and then and also just the food like they when they're eating juk inside like they're eating kanji for breakfast i was like bro <laughs> i eat kanji for breakfast like
2: <laughs> all the time
1: uh like i love that um and just <laughs> seeing katie being and of course because aquafina is not chinese uh i just super enjoyed when <laughs> they were like oh you know i don't really speak chinese <laughs> or like my chinese isn't that good um i thought that was hilarious because you know that's like the story of so many other people who they're like oh <laughs> my my chinese also isn't isn't that good yada 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 wait actually is she chinese i thought she was korean isn't she oh she she's is, chinese she is chinese i thought she was korean for some reason but you know why i think it's because her initial debut when she first entered in like the rap era she kept hanging out with like dumbfounded and like a couple other mm-hmm. korean guys that i thought she was korean but now that i'm mm. looking at it oh my god i had no idea that aquafina was chinese that's insane the more you learn <laughs> i had no idea yeah. but yeah anyways forget what i just said maybe aquafina just really can't <laughs> speak chinese or maybe she can maybe <laughs> maybe the purpose of the movie was that they had to display the one asian american that is chinese but like every other asian american kid growing up is like i don't know how to speak chinese like i know how to like listen i just don't know how to speak Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is very prominent.
0: Yeah. I mean, even even Filipinos, they're just like, I don't I don't really speak Tagalog. And yeah. they're just like and then all, all the elders or all the elderly people are like they they give that Yeah, they <laughs> like, give
1: a little side eye, they're, they're like a like, the side eye. They're like, Oh Yeah.
0: They're really American, now, huh. <laughs> and it's like you like you're just like you're just like, come on. But like I, I get it because that is a lot of people or a, 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 an amount of people that isn't small. Yes. <laughs> Especially also, growing up here.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. It's also to say that, and I, I I feel like I always have to iterate because I feel like no matter how many times you bring it up, there's always people that feel this way is that just because someone else judges you based upon your Asian American experience does not make you any less of your nationality. That, yes. Like, your level of fluency of your language does not dictate how asian or what you know if you're filipino korean chinese japanese whatever southeast you know any thai cambodian whatever right that doesn't dictate your level right you are it
0: doesn't define you it
1: doesn't define yeah you're you are right your nationality right you you are not a percentage of it you are 100 Mm percent of it
0: like you aren't any less just because you grew up here. Yes. Because I, I I think um, like a fun conversation to have with my parents was just, or even like my cousin's parents, like, cause we were literally talking about it yesterday
3: mm-hmm.
0: is, is the way they grew up and the way we grew up obviously are drastically different, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't say that one person is any less than the other or mm-hmm. any person's upbringing is any less than the other. Mm-hmm. And I think especially when, like uh, let's say parents or or friends, parents that grew up overseas that went over here easily look down upon people who can't speak the native language or don't understand the native language or don't understand the native culture or don't mono who, or, you know, don't, don't, don't show respect to elders in the way that they did when they grew up. It's like, and it's like, Hey, different cultures, man, different times Mm -hmm. of growing up different time and place, Mm -hmm. but we're all still the same. And I think that's an important message to get across, at least in this kind of uh, setting or understanding is, like you said, it doesn't invalidate what you went through or what I went through or what our friends went through necessarily, Yes. which I think is awesome that they were able to portray. That's basically what what we're getting down to Yes, (laughs) (laughs) is that they were able to cover so many bases and so many like points of view and so many different, I guess, upbringings or, or, or train of thought that it just makes us, John and I at least, very, very, very proud.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, so yeah, told you we were going for 12 hours. Yeah,
1: that's a, it was a good question. And I was glad that you asked it. Um, it's a good point, uh, to bring up, especially, I guess, well, we're both Asian American and I think, I don't know what the follower base is for a deep dive with Ron, but I would like to say that a lot of it is derived of, you know, Asian American fans, um, that listen to it. And I'm sure there are some that who aren't, um, Mm -hmm. so I just, you know, I I just want to apologize if it makes you feel a little, um, excluded. Uh, it's not meant to feel that way. Uh, we are just speaking from a point of, of just happiness and, and being proud of our, of our culture.
0: Um, yeah. And you know, it, it, it comes from our personal experience growing up Mm -hmm. and you know, again, in the same way that it's not to invalidate people of our own color, it's not to invalidate anybody else's experience. Yeah. So this is just us fanboying basically. Yes. For sure. All right. Well, you got next question. I
1: got the floor. Um, This one's a little deep. It's a little hefty. Um, So, we are currently mid September of twenty twenty one. A couple more months, and it's already the new year. Twenty twenty two will soon be upon us, uh, but that also makes it uh, year two of the pandemic, which is crazy to think about. Um, because I just want you know, it just because we locked down in March doesn't necessarily mean it didn't it's start over. earlier. Yeah, because um, yeah. you know. W- um, Wuhan saw it in early December. I do believe, or even November, I think, uh,
0: it was, I started hearing about it in like December or no November, uh, like internationally.
1: Yes. Um, so what are your thoughts and reflections as we approach the second year of, you know, a very different society? Um, And I guess thoughts and reflections upon things that you might have learned uh, in regards to what happened during the pandemic. Um, It could either be about yourself, it could be about other people, about America, um, the world as a whole in regards to their reactions um, and their actions to, uh, to the pandemic. Especially coming from someone who works in uh the healthcare administration field, right? Um you must hear a side that not a lot of people get to hear from. Um and if you could shed any light that uh or a perspective that a lot of people might not be able to hear because of, you know, it could be that they don't have someone within that healthcare. Like for me, like I don't have a lot like Sure. A lot of our friends are in the nursing field. I actually don't get to talk to them. Uh, so I don't really get to hear uh, a lot of that. So um, thoughts and reflections and cut approaching year two.
0: That is a pretty loaded question, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Um, sorry. I, 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 like I'm trying to think about, how I'm going to necessarily frame, you know, my answer to your question. Uh Um, If I would sum it up necessarily into one word, right? Mm -hmm. I think the one word that I would use is insensitivity. Uh, So I'll, I'll tackle it first from, you know, the health administration standpoint. Um. so I get uh, the, the struggle that a lot of people in health admin are kind of going through right now is you've heard about it on the news. I'm sure you've heard about it from people that it's like the vaccine mandate for employees, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, like people are just going to abuse the religious exemption. People are going to re- abuse, blah, blah, blah. They're going to do this and that. And um, to, to put it lightly, Whether you're conservative or liberal, that stuff really comes out, especially when it comes with discussing vaccines Mm -hmm. and the mandate for vaccines. Mm -hmm. And you kind of start to see a lot of people's, um, a lot of people's, I guess, biases when it comes to cultures and people (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it's like, I sit there and I'm like, dang, like Tell us how you really feel. All
3: right,
0: (laughs) Um, and that's where I get where that's where I'm coming from with the insensitivity. Um, I think personally, uh, when we heard about um, people of Asian um, descent being um, abused publicly, and and and. you know, you heard stories of, of like, you know, um, Asian grandmas getting, um, jumped and, and, and things like that. Uh, like that kind of insensitivity also like strikes a pretty strong chord with me okay. because it, it's, it's basically whether it's the health admin, um, perspective or even the cultural perspective, it's just, you're just judging people. Mm-hmm. And I think a yearning for me out of this Um, basically first and second year is to be less judgmental or to be less assuming of things or to be more compassionate and kind, whether it is someone of Asian descent or not, whether it's someone, you know, that, Oh, COVID you're Asian. You got COVID like Mm -hmm. shut up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I think that that really is the yearning for me. It's just like to foster more, Um, um, open conversations where you're not afraid to talk about topics such as this, or you know, uh, things that culturally I feel like people don't want to talk about anymore.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And and to like to even educate myself, to change my own mindset, to change perspectives, to change things that I was insensitive about before that I should be incredibly sensitive about now. Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to, um take that and run with it is something that I'm really going into um, even this year and into next year. And, you know, obviously the years following that it's just like, as we begin to navigate the the post COVID or even, I mean, we're still technically in it, mm-hmm. you know, but to navigate the COVID landscape and, and to navigate the hardships that people are having,
3: mm-hmm.
0: whether it's COVID related, culturally related, whether it's financially related, it's just like, just to be as understanding and to be as loving and as kind as I could be. And even checking my own, checking myself, checking my own biases, checking, um, my own preconceived notions of, you know, things that I learned growing up from my parents or things that I deviate from because I think it's not the right way of thinking like Mm -hmm. that kind of, those kinds of challenges are the challenges that I'm like actively pursuing now. Mm -hmm. because it, I I think to me, like, you know, maturity wise and developmentally wise at this stage of where I am, it's just like, that's what I want to keep going for. Mm -hmm. Like an authenticity that is indiscriminate and is just, you know, takes it for what it is. And I, I guess that's what I would say. That is like my my own like takeaway or my own learning. Right. I guess point. Um, especially throughout the past, I basically two years.
1: <laughs> right. It's crazy to even say two years.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, twenty twenty was a blur. If you really want to put it.
1: Twenty twenty was like. It was. It's weird to even because I remember during twenty twenty. It felt like I forgot that twenty twenty even happened. My mind was still stuck. Yes. In twenty nineteen. <laughs> yep. Even my frame, my t- my frame of time, like I would forget that twenty twenty was that was truly a year. Like it, I'm not. It, it sounds stupid, right? That I was like, yes, twenty twenty, yes, three hundred sixty five days is a year. Um, but when I would reference it. Saying, oh, didn't we go last year? Like, what do you mean last year? Last year was two, we were like, two years at. ago. We we're in we lockdown. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. Like, that's crazy to think about, right? Um, that it's really been that long. Um, I didn't even realize just how long it was uh, until I saw my niece and my nephew again uh, a couple of months ago. And I they've aged like two years and like my nephew is starting school and like my niece is suddenly like not into (laughs) whatever she was into before she's like yeah i'm into legos and stuff like that now because i haven't talked to them in forever yeah Um, yeah. so it's just weird to see the amount of change uh occur i mean shoot Mm -hmm. like i had two birthdays in covid (laughs) like
0: yeah, uh, yeah.
1: That's crazy to and, even think about.
0: And, you know, like, well, you know, of course, we'll never get that time back. But it's just like it 2020 to me was almost it's not a nothing year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying right. to say that. Like, whatever. Uh, it, it It just feels so disconnected. Yes. That it's like, you know, like, let's say, for instance, on the projects that we work on, a lot of them are time constraints. And I'm like. Oh, it's 2021. Yeah. <laughs> like I sit there and I'm like, holy, <laughs> like I, I literally pray in my own personal time. It's just like, God, please help me not to waste time. Yeah. Because it, it, this imp like just, it dawned over time, over the, over the pandemic or even over the lockdown here in America. How, like how, how much time is wasted or how much we, we, like oh we'll just do it tomorrow oh we'll just spend that time tomorrow Mm -hmm. like that's why for me the guiding principle for work was just like as soon as I'm in the elevator I'm not thinking about it because I'm going to spend time with family I'm going to spend time with things or do things that I truly do care about Mm -hmm. and I want to do Mm -hmm. that it's not just you know yeah the work will always be there and yeah we have Mm -hmm. deadlines and yeah we have things that we have to submit to whatever but you got to push and you got to just do what you want to do in the time that you do have it because you don't know when you won't. Yep. And that kind of stems back to insensitivity and being authentic that it's just like I think th- even in my own life I've been insensitive where it's just like oh we'll just do it next week or oh we'll just hang out next week or oh we'll just do this as a family next week or tomorrow mm-hmm. whereas you never really know if you're going to get that back. Yeah. And that urgency is what is beyond driving me at this point. That is like driving me career wise, driving me emotionally, driving me relationally. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to keep up with, you know, um, like keeping up the effort of, of fostering our own relationship, Mm -hmm. then okay. Then I respect it and I'll move on
3: Mm -hmm.
0: because I have no time. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have time to entertain you saying I miss you and you don't really, or maybe you do and you don't have, you don't know how to say it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, be straight with me. If you want to hang out, then we'll hang out. If you don't, then I'll hang out with people that I re- that want to, that I care about, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, I know that's a tangent, but it's just like, I just, in my mind or in my own mindset now, there's no time, like the present to just keep pushing. There's yep. no time, like right now to keep like, Oh, like, let's say a friend hit a, hit you up, right? Like that you, like you haven't seen in a long time, and they're like, "Oh, let's 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 get lunch soon or whatever," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, so when do you want to meet up?" Oh, actually, like my two weeks are kind of busy. I respect that. That's okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But after like the fifth time, I'm like, "All right, I don't care anymore." Right. Because it's just like, I'm just gonna go do things with people that have that same urgency or have that same not even the same urgency, but like just have that kind of want to keep going. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sorry. I was just like, like there's a lot of trains going on in the head. No,
1: It's it's all good. I I get it. And it's funny just because when you said the, um, I want to say, I would say I'm pretty guilty of saying, Oh, we should, we should do this. or We should do that. And then, uh, my, I get, I'm like, I don't know how to like budget time correctly. (laughs) So, um, I, I will always say, Oh, we should do that. We should do that. And then we'll just never make plans. Like I've told Emily, the amount of times I told her we should get food and then we haven't gotten food (laughs) is ridiculous. Or the amount of times I've told, like, uh, I don't know if you know, Carissa and playo or, uh, she's a Montclair. She's my little, I told her like like we should hang out, and then the amount of times I just haven't like <laughs> scheduled any time. Um, I'm super bad uh, with that, and it's not because I'm insensitive uh, to them or it's not like I care. I don't care about them. Um, I just am so busy with other things that I'm afraid that I. Like I I don't like being budgeted by time, right? When mm-hmm. I hang out with my loved ones, I want to have all the time in the world, right? I don't want to cut, and say, all right, I I, I gotta go, right? I don't want to put a time stamp on that. So when I think of the open time I have, I realize that the times I do have with them are limited, and I'm like, an hour is not enough, two hours is not enough, right? Like I want to be with them and not worry about what I have to do after. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to put that out there. If you guys are going to listen to this, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also to anyone else that I probably have said, Oh, wish you probably get food. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm super yeah, I, bad.
0: I, I, I mean, that's not to say I'm not guilty of that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like don't, don't think that listeners don't think or whoever's listening. I'm pretty sure that there are some who are like pointing their fist in the end. They're like, shut up, Ron. <laughs> like you suck. Like, no, I, I I mean, it's just that now, I'm like hi, Like I remember this was an interview question for my current job, mm-hmm. and it was like, "What what is like a strength or weakness?" And I'm like, at this, at this point in time, a strength or weakness for me is that I'm hyper focused. Uh-huh. Like I am hyper focused on making sure that if I'm spending time with you, it's going to happen. Yeah. Unless you just don't like you don't meet me halfway. Yeah. In that kind of sense, or, you know, whether it's work related or 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 hanging out or relationally or whatever, but it's just like. I am so hyper-focused on making sure that things do happen. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I'm just like, all right. Like, I even tell people now whenever I, I, I'm i like, hey, let's get lunch. I tell them, if you're busy or if you have no time to do it right now, I respect that. It's mm-hmm. okay. I don't want... Like, basically, I'm saying no pressure to having to think about working or, 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 or meeting up. Mm-hmm. Because I get it. I'm busy. You're busy. Like... Think about how much how much time it took for us to actually get this podcast to or this episode to actually start recording. Like it took us like two months because there's just so much time that it's hard for our schedules to align. It's mm-hmm. OK. I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. But after the fiftieth time I might be mad. <laughs> because I'm I'm a, I'm still an emotional person and it's just like, you can't solve me again? I'm not even gonna ask you anymore.
1: Yeah, Mel, we're never gonna ask you again.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're never we're never gonna ask you, Mel, to come back to the show. <laughs> ever (laughs) but it's just it's stuff like that and it's just like i got basically i'm saying i got no time to dilly-dally and i'm sure you're in the same way like it's like we got no time to sit back and just be like no it's got it's go time like Mm
3: -hmm.
0: there there is so much time that was wasted Mm
3: -hmm.
0: especially like in the context of covid in 2020 that it's just like if i don't have the urgency then what is the point Right. Like, what is the point of me um, even doing any of it anymore? Because it's just like, and I'm not saying I'm I'm sad. I'm saying like, if I'm not actively pressing every second to make every minute worth it,
3: mm-hmm. I'm wasting. Right.
0: Like, and, and, and that's stuff that you'll never get back stuff mm-hmm. with loved ones. You'll never get back stuff with close friends mm-hmm. that you get out of touch of because you don't talk to them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a like whatever reason you want to put in, that's the reason. But you know, and and that that for me is like the dawning of just like, yo, we got to make things count, right? And that I guess circles uh, sort of worms all the way back to insensitivity, it, it,
1: it it works its way back to insensitivity. I think it's a complicated route. But we eventually get back to it. I mean, because I think these thoughts stem from that, right? Because then we, I think we try to get to the root cause of why we feel certain w- w- things. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Uh, insensitivity would be a word that I would also describe. Um, and for me, I think it's the common l- lack of s- compassion and empathy for Mm -hmm. others that i think somehow americans have but the rest of the world does not share as as intensely Mm -hmm. right um you would think that for a common goal we would come together and coalesce to return back to a sense of of normalcy and and I, I i don't even know why i use the word normalcy it's a sense of of being stability. able to stability right because i don't want to use the word normalcy because i don't want to go back to normal right yeah, yeah yeah um a sense of stability only because it's it, it really boggles my mind that you can say why do i have to wear a mask if you're already wearing one and or why do I have to get vaccinated if you're vaccinated and it's not because I'm doing it for myself
2: Mm -hmm. I'm doing it Mm -hmm.
1: for the people around me right and it's such a clear cut way of displaying your character of saying like you care so much about how you feel that you are willing to let the people around you suffer because you feel as though it infringes upon your own ability to be for the lack of a better word american right because i feel like that's definitely an argument that goes on right Mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. infringing on my ability to be an american citizen and i'm like what about you're infringing on the the ability for other (laughs) people to, to, to live right and the worst thing is that like the people that bring up Oh, you know the mortality rate or you know the recovery rate and I go, yes, but if you were to throw the dice, right, how do you know that you're not the statistic? Yeah. How do you know that the person next to you is not the statistic? How do you know that you're of the 99, whatever percent and how do you know the person next to you is is, is also? And that mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. absolutely kills me because people think, oh, because you know it's the majority clearly the person next to me is not gonna have adverse effects to it that's that's not how it works yeah right Mm -hmm. the sheer sense of the probability that someone could die should be enough for you to say i want to prevent that right because no one should have to die based on an illness that you can prevent
2: Mm Hmm.
0: yeah i i I don't know if you're finished with your thought, but
1: uh, I mean, there's, there's other things to it. Like when people bring up, Oh, you know, people die from the flu all the time. I'm just like, and they're like, and then at the, and it was at the time when there was no vaccination for it yet. I go, people have the choice to be vaccinated, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. give that same argument. Like we have a vaccination for the flu. If you don't take it, that is your fault. Right. And, and I'm leaning towards that right now because I'm, I am losing the empathy for other people who do not take the vaccination, which I know I shouldn't. Right. Because I think they deserve just as much empathy as the people, as, as, as other people. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you can't put aside your, your pride or your selfishness for the sake of other people, right? Like that kills me.
0: I, I mean, I, I tend to agree only because at this point, I feel like the word we're looking for is that we're jaded. Yes. With that kind of mentality or that kind of like, um, I, I think it was Bill Burr on the Joe Rogan podcast, not sponsored um, <laughs> that like Bill Burr was just like, good. If you don't want to wear a mask, go ahead and die in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And while that is an extreme that has crossed, you know, my mind or my mom's mind, especially as a nurse for her, mm-hmm that it's just like, you know, if you don't want to wear it, you don't want to get vaccinated then that's your decision and go do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I will admit I have lost or wavered in empathy when it comes to that, because I think a lot of the conversation that when we talk about things, it's just like, we're trying to be as understanding and as empathetic as we can without drawing any judgment or, or any assumptions. Mm -hmm. Um, And which kind of funnily enough circles back to the vaccine mandate that hospitals are starting to do now Mm
3: -hmm.
0: that it's just like, is it a question of being intolerant with those mindsets, like intolerant of those things that is actively putting other people in danger and that you're trying to stomp out that intolerance Mm -hmm. to bring about a more tolerant society or a, a more tolerant work culture or do you just let them go?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, do you, like, yeah, we have the exemptions. Treat it like the flu shot. These exemptions are there for a reason. It's your decision. You have to get tested every other week or every every week or something like that. And it, it's interesting um, the kind of reactions that you'll get out of people because, like, like coworkers that I guess maybe lean more conservatively are just pissed
3: mm-hmm.
0: because then they start bringing in people of color as people that don't get vaccinated or the assumption that people of color don't get vaccinated.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's that kind of insensitivity that is just like all over the place, at least the way I see it all over the place now that it's like, like what happened like, in the same way that people wear seatbelts, what happened to, to love thy neighbor or treat others as you would want yourself to be treated mm-hmm. like platitudes and, and things that you can find in scripture, even just day to day. Mm hmm that it's like, how could you be so negatively insensitive for your own common man? And and that of course stems into not just COVID, but like race and, and culture and, and things like that. It's like, we all are people normally, of course, with two eyes, a nose, a mouth, two ears, and two arms and two legs.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The only thing that's different is the color of your skin and how could you treat, or not you, I mean, but like how could others treat others so dispassionately mm-hmm. or uh, 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 unempathetically that it's just like, well, that they're so unapologetic about it that they're like, no, I'm right. And you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like that, that stuff to me is like, <laughs> number one, we need Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but number two, it's just like, man, Part, and that conversely fuels me to be more focused and to be more like Jesus in the situations like yeah. that. Because if we're not being the example of good or kind or loving, who else will? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm good in any way. I'm not saying that we're arbiters of... of uh, we're, not, we're that we're arbiters or archetypes of what a good person should or shouldn't be because I have my flaws too. Mm-hmm. But it's just striving to be the change or striving to be the difference maker in those kinds of situations is what is driving so hard. Uh, aside from the relation like of friends and meeting up and whatever, like that kind of ultra hyper-focus is kind of what it's stemming from. Mm-hmm in a very convoluted way. (laughs) 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 The machinations of my mind are enigma. enigma, Yes.
1: (laughs) It's, uh, I, I, something that I think you brought up that I think is, um, is one is when you said we need Jesus. And that brought me to the point of, uh, I don't know how your church reacted to COVID and whatnot, but I see a lot of, uh, churches um, and those of conservative mindsets that stem from mm-hmm. religion um where they're like, you know, I don't need the vaccine, you know, like I have God protect me and, and stuff like that. I'll just pray. Yo, that
0: pisses me off.
1: That <laughs> set me off the deep end <laughs> because.
3: Oh boy.
1: Yeah, I, I. My me, my friend brought this up, so he's he used to be a youth leader for my uh, for my church. Uh he goes, Do you drive without a seatbelt? And then they'll be like, No. And he's like, Why? And they were like, Well, I can get into a car crash. And I was like, So do you tempt the hand of God? Right? Who are you to tempt? Uh who are you to tempt God in terms of not getting over or not getting yeah. vaccinated or not mm-hmm. protecting yourself. Right? In the same sense it's just like, oh yeah, I could pray for for to God every day but like I hope I don't get into a car accident. Right? But if I don't wear my seatbelt, I'm tempting God to say, you know what? Like I'm just not gonna give a the or I'm, I'm gonna make sure because I'm not gonna wear my seat by that God definitely protects me. It's just like you're tempting God at that point. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, this is just because both Ron and myself are of people of faith so for those who are not like i'm not trying to push anything on you guys this is just something that i feel very strongly about i feel like i have to put this like disclaimer out there
0: yeah yeah, like we're again we're we're both people of like faith and like mindset Mm -hmm. if you're not we respect that too of course it's we're not telling you to think one way or another this is just again our experience coming into things like this yes and and you know literally my my aunt and i were talking about it literally the word for word that she said was that god gave us wisdom yes and again whether you believe in god or not we respect that i'm not telling you to think one way or another but logically speaking we have a brain and you have a choice whether to be as safe as you can be of course there are like again we live in an imperfect world we live in a world where there are things that are volatile and if you want to be from the perspective of John and I sin but we live in a world that things can happen unexpectedly a tree can fall down in your car someone can just be speeding like a dingus and actually fall asleep at the wheel you don't know
3: mm-hmm.
0: you could be the most safest person that you can be but to actively risk yourself in such a meaningful way yes <laughs> covid wise i mean to, to actively risk yourself in such a strong, intense way boggles me, especially mm. when you're coming into a place of like the church. Yes. Because, you know, uh, uh, again, a lot of people, I think, in the church are very quick to just say, God will protect me. As, you know, John was saying, it's it's so easy. Like they use it as a crutch.
3: Mm-hmm
0: to basically not do anything that like, Oh God, I need a job. Give me money. And then half expect, like then they don't sign up for applications or don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sit there and I'm like, yo, it, it, it it's kind of a thing of like meeting God halfway mm-hmm. that it's just like like in the sense that we are tools for him, that it's like, you have to also be allowed. You have to allow yourself to be used. Yes. Or, or you have to allow yourself to be like, it's like you you got to walk hand in hand, step by step. You can't just say, Jesus, take the wheel and then expect everything to just be happy, go lucky all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the same way that like I came across people when, you know, we decided to start going back to church. Of course, we're still masking. We're all vaccinated and all that stuff, but we're still doing our due diligence.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There'd be people that are asking us, Oh, like, um, how did it feel? And it's like, I'm okay with them asking me questions like that because that means that they're interested in getting the vaccination or interested in being safe. Yes. But there are are people that I've sat there and thank God that that I had a mask on because I was just like, not in the sense of like communicable disease, but thank God that I was hiding half my face Mm -hmm. because there'd be people that are just like, I'm gonna ask Pastor for an exemption. I'm gonna ask for his signature so that I will be exempt from from getting the vaccine at the hospital.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Bro, you work in a hospital. You saw COVID firsthand. If you didn't, well then, okay. But you literally were there at ground zero,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you're not. And you're not gonna do this. You're mm-hmm. not gonna. Uh, okay, fine. Okay, fine. That's your decision.
3: Mm-hmm. That's your choice. Mm-hmm.
0: But, oh, my dear, the amount of people like I was uh, kind of taken aback at the amount of people that were like that. Yeah. Because to me, it comes down to you profess to be a follower of Jesus. You profess to be a person of faith. And yet you are doing things that are so anti that, you know, what I mean, like Mm -hmm. like anti behavior, like you were basically doing things that like maybe the Pharisees or Sadducees were doing. (laughs) Just, just in the context of COVID. Yes, and it's like, wow, like you, 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 like this is the definition of me of religion versus faith. Like, you're just letting it. You're just letting it go. Like, you're just like, oh, God will, God will save me. Yo, what happened to the? Like, you know that that weird parable, or not weird parable, but the parable that we would always hear in Sunday school, where it's like the person prayed, like there, like there was a flood. He's on the yes. roof of his house. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And like he prays to God, please send me help. A boat comes by. He's like nah god will send me help and then like uh uh, another boat comes by Nah, god will send me help keep going you're fine you're fine he dies and then goes to heaven it's like god why didn't you send me help yo i sent you like five yeah (laughs) i remember that it's the same thing and and i i I don't know i i know you got more thoughts so i'll let you go i mean at this
1: point i i it's it's like talking to a wall about it it's it's so frustrating Um, but the ability to stir and move other people, it's almost impossible. Uh, I feel like it's, 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 they're so stuck in their ways. Um, that I, I am now I'm becoming insensitive, right?
0: To them, to
1: them. Uh, because now I am lacking in empathy for those who choose to, actively pursue or, or or actively putting other people in harm's way mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which I cannot stand for. and that has pointed me to like a point in my life where even right now I question my place in my own church right now because there is a mm-hmm. good amount of discourse that is occurring that I feel as though I cannot stand for. Um, and it's a agree. real experience to go through right now.
0: I, You know, you know what it is? It's people. Cause you know, like I'm, I'm sure you're the same that like we both grew up in church mm-hmm. basically our entire lives. Right. Yeah. Um, To, to, to see people that I regarded as, quote, Christian heroes of yeah. mine mm-hmm. and to see the glass break because of something so, I guess, simple yeah. or, or mediocre as something like this,
3: mm-hmm. it,
0: it, that, that to me is where the authenticity question came from or the yearning for something different. Because it's just like, I had a long conversation in my own prayer time. Was just like and I came to the conclusion like this isn't it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like you know me like I I I, I worship lead at church I play drums and I do all this and that and I'm I'm very active in the ministry, mm-hmm. but all of the stuff that went on during this time and especially like the even hard questions that I feel like the answers weren't satisfactory didn't line up scripture wise or even mm-hmm. just like just Jesus wise <laughs> yeah I would sit there and I'd be like. really like Mm -hmm. this is what a quote unquote church is like this this is what quote unquote christians are like or Mm -hmm. are then if that's it then this isn't it for me right i need to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. because this isn't this isn't what lines up faith-wise to me scripture-wise to me it doesn't give me peace Mm -hmm. i'm like restless and i'm i'm like that, like, I, I, I don't have like I don't have the moment where I sit there beyond a, the doubt and I'm like, yeah, this is OK. Mm-hmm. It's not OK. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have so many problems with, with what's going on right now. And, you know, like you could take that out of the context of faith and you could take that into the context of just like socially or mm-hmm. culturally or whatever. But it's just like I sit there and I'm like, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off. Excuse that, you know, language, but it just pisses me off because I sit there and I'm like, it should be better. We should be better. Mm -hmm. We should be doing more. Mm -hmm. We should be more active in our communities. We should be more active with our own people because like, yeah, there are missionaries that go out in other countries and whatever, but our own mission ground is right here right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're you're just going to, you're just going to let it go. Like, you're just going to put it over something so petty as something like that. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's pride and pettiness. And yeah. I sit there and I'm like, mm, this isn't it.
1: Yep, I, I agree. I 100% agree. And I'm glad someone, I can talk to someone about it because I feel like it's hard to talk to other people in your own church about it. Uh, That's there are, true. There are people who, uh, like for us, we were trying to get our pastoral staff uh, vaccinated, right? And we were, Um, asking people of the congregation, mainly our youth group to, uh, petition and, and say to them, you know, this is what the vaccination is. I, and then, you know, give the scriptural backup and, and, and whatnot to, to getting the vaccination. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and the people that we approached there are some people who I knew were going to give me the answer that I expected, right? Yep. And then there are people that surprised me and gave me that I didn't think were going to respond in that way. And when I mean respond a way, I mean not be supportive of uh of it. Um mm-hmm. and they were saying like, you know, you should respect and and listen to your your leaders. Right, uh, you're gonna cause dissent and discourse in our church, uh, and whatnot. If you if you go down this route, um, but in my head I was just like, I mean, but even Jesus says to 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 check your check your leaders, check your pastoral staff. They are not above reproach, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. you are, you are to approach them with three or more, two or more people, right? And the just the response just made me feel uneasy. Like I can't talk to anyone, uh, from my church about it. Uh, granted there are people who are of like minds that we can, uh, but it almost just feels as though like I can't vocally say the things I want to say anymore. Now that I know that there are people who don't support. And these are people that, you know, I have, I've been friends with for years and years and years. Um, So I just want it's, it's nice to just finally let it off my chest and someone who can listen and someone who can relate, um, to the same experience.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I mean, thank you because uh, in the same way that you are navigating the stuff out of your chest, it's the same way for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it's hard when it's all in your head
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and to put it out in person to put it out in words and and an action such as this really changes things mm. because it it just like the convictions become deeper. Um, but to you know to the listeners like you know like if you you know you don't see things the way we do that's fine. Just replace church with work or just replace church with your friend group. Like yeah. it's the same thing. Like like just because it's church doesn't mean that we experience things any different than you do. Yes. Um you know, at, again, at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all flawed and we all have our goods and bads and greats and not so greats. <laughs> but, and, you know, I, I think, I think it's important also to put it in the way that, you know, the way we see it or the way that we were brought up, because it's just, you know, I, I, I think that the word Christian or the word faith or the word like religion has its own connotations and it's yes. just hey man like we're all going through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I I just hope that you didn't turn this podcast off.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not in any way, shape or form to like try to, you know, trap anyone or push our own beliefs no, on no. you guys.
2: It
0: it's just, you know, when you really look at it rationally or logically it's people like John and I looking at other people and trying to navigate being as loving as we possibly humanly can can yes to them yes and I'm sure like you know like even in the context of people's own families that people you know of conservative mindsets or whatever are very very outspoken against things like vaccinations or whatever things like that some, I'm pretty sure, don't even think that COVID is real. Yeah. And, you know, I've come across that. Like, it, it, it's it's not impossible. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, <laughs> I hope you've been patient with us. <laughs> 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 As we've kind of aired out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our own, um, Frustration. I guess, yeah, frustrations about our own circles of community, put it yes. that way. Um, but I mean, I, I gotta say sorry to John. <laughs> I gotta get ready for <laughs> the new day tomorrow. So we might have to close it on that one.
1: It's all good. I, uh, I knew once we, there were certain questions I knew that were going to get really meaty anyways. So I was just yeah. like, I, when I, when I even brought this question up, I was like, I feel like this might be the last question. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: so that's like, that's completely fine. I think this is a good place to to end it. I think we ended off on a very heavy, strong note, um, which I'm a big fan of. I think it's good to leave uh, a conversation that we have had. Like, we or in the nature that was our conversation, right? Um, mm-hmm. In a state of kind of curiosity and reflection. Um, and I think the last question definitely did that for us. Um.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and I think something that we always try to tell you guys when you guys listen to these podcasts or these episodes rather is that we very, very much, we will be the first to tell you that we do not have everything figured out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think this, this podcast or these episodes are really just a way for us to kind of navigate it Mm
3: -hmm.
0: along with your help and your, your questions. And even like, again, like I think the fan questions are fun because you guys challenge us to test our mindset or to test our own frame of view, which is important because I think, I think a lot of the things that we do in life are choices between what is, what we think is good and what we think is bad
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and how we navigate that. And, you know, again, we're, we're very much just trying to navigate it as best as we can. (laughs) we we again we are not the people that have the answers all straight away and i think that's something that is very clear even in that last question yeah is that you know we're we're very much trying to navigate our own faiths and beliefs and how that kind of i guess tangles into what is going on today um so again please be patient with us (laughs) uh if you, even even if you have something to say against what we said, challenge us.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we got thick skin.
1: <laughs> we also just put it: we are also a, bro, a not above reproach. Um, we are constantly learning and we're constantly unlearning. Um, mm-hmm. So, always happy to to listen to anyone's uh, perspective, or if you want to correct us, and you feel as though we might have said something or not said enough, uh, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. always happy to, to, to learn. Um, and just, you know, be better. Like I said, be better than the person I was the day before. Um, and I'm ready to unlearn if, if, you know, if it works out for the better for anyone else, then I'm, I'm
0: willing. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you have questions, more questions for us, send them in. We'll be yes. happy to answer them. Yes. Um, again, this has been a really, really enlightening experience, as it always is. Yes. <laughs> because I, I think one of the <laughs> one of the nice things about having it recorded is that it forces us to to make a decision on things.
1: Yes. You know what I it's mean? It's a very permanent thing that you can't yeah. necessarily retract or be wishy-washy about. I mean, you yeah, can, like, but like, you know, that's just
0: Yeah, then you're you're just flip-flopping all yeah. over the place. I I think it's it's a place where we can be very vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> about the the way we think and the way we perceive things and that isn't to say that what we do or think is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just we're just trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um so again, thank you. I know this was a meteor one, so we hope you enjoyed it. Um, I won't say see you in two weeks because I don't know if we're going to be recording in two (laughs)
2: weeks.
0: (laughs) Um, But again, always, always, always thank you for taking the time to listen to our ramblings. (laughs) And, you know, thank you, John, for coming back on. I'll see you in episode 15.
1: I'm just happy that (laughs) like I'm back and it's just great because it's like I came back on episode 10. So I feel like it's just like, I I came back on the the double digits episode. (laughs) So I feel very honored to be here. I mean, like, listen, I always feel honored when friends want to include me in on projects. Uh, I love it when people think that I am of value to add uh, to their projects. Um, It's definitely, you know, a toot to my own horn. Um, But uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Hopefully episode... 15 is also good i hope we have mel uh (laughs) on this one too i love mel like i think she's an amazing person um and i just you know if for the people also who haven't like gone on to the show yet like just do it like if you're someone that they asked and i knew if knew you back in college you already know that i have a certain look to give you and it's just like just (laughs) do it like there's no like no time for hesitation there's a sense of urgency you know just do the things you want to do
0: and you know i mean i know that the people who constantly listen to this show we have asked (laughs) and again i won't force you to come on to this show i think it's a fun way to to kind of test your convictions and test your mindset. And honestly, it really is a fun experience. We don't have to talk about deep things, like the things that John and I talked about. We just talked about it because it's the context of who we are yes. and the, the conversation.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, if you want to, like, I know there are people that like K-pop. You want to talk K-pop all day? We didn't talk K-pop all day. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, um, you know, I and again, thank you for listening. Thank you, John. Thank you, Melanie. I know you're not here. You're probably listening to this right now or (laughs) in the context of the episode of when you are listening to it. But, um, but yeah, like I, I really do have nothing but thanks for the people that are willing to be a part of the show and even listening or speaking or whatever. Um, you know, it, it, this really is another way for me to kind of navigate life in (laughs) a very, Semi permanent way.
1: <laughs> it's it's but, a fun project. That much I'll it say. It really is. It's been a fun project and, to follow.
0: And I I won't. I'll just say we'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you when or how or when.
2: But,
0: <laughs> you know I I, did, like, I definitely do want to keep this project going. It is a a, a sort of capstone project for me uh, personally. So um, yeah. Thank You're you. in
1: too deep, man. You're already on episode 10. You gotta keep going. There's
2: no way yeah. back.
0: No, well, Melanie and I were talking about it like December whenever is going to be year one anniversary for wow. um, the show. So we were like, we might do like we might do something interactive with the fans for the episode. Because on Anchor, I think you can send in verbal oh, um, messages. That's cool. So, like, it'd be really kind of cool to kind of edit that into, like, some kind of thing. And, like, I don't know. We're still thinking about it. We're, we're, we're kind of the planning it out preemptively. You should live Like, even it. so much. That'd be fun. Like, be I, I cool. think that'd be a really fun live stream. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I do stream now. I I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I do stream. I, I put video game stuff on YouTube. Like, it's fun. Like, it really is another area of creativity that I'm able to really like not flex, but like flex the muscles of that creativity because you know, I think it's needed. I think Mm -hmm. I need it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but again, thank yous. Thank yous all around. Um, and yeah, that has been a deep dive with John and Ron today. That's Uh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, honestly, if this episode gets past 30, we'll bring John on as a uh, as a co-host.
1: <laughs> What's the average what are, what are the KPIs uh that you can look at uh for your podcast? Is it unique listens? Is it
0: Yes, okay. it's unique listens, it's location, it's platform, like whether it's Spotify, uh-huh. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um I am able to see like plays per episode and where people start and stop and whatever. Um, on average, I mean, this is insider look, so <laughs> okay. on average for us, it's usually around 30 to 40, um, like unique listeners oh, and wow. like unique, like playthroughs that, uh, that, that go from start to finish. That's a lot um, of people. Yeah. Like I never, like I told, I, I give Melanie these updates every once in a while and never in our wildest dreams did we ever think that we would have 30 to 40 people actively listening to us it's kind of nuts. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, and you know, 30 to 40 is not a small number, it's you not. know, like you put 30 and 40 people in a room. That's a lot of people. Uh-huh. Like, I, I mean, to me, that's a lot of people like context wise. Yes. Um, so honestly, if this gets packed, if this gets back to 30, like if this goes past 30, which is an achievable number, I think we'll get John on the show, like permanently. Like I, I, really do enjoy these conversations. And I think I, I can speak for Melanie too, that she enjoys it as well. Um, and I think it'd be really, really awesome. Like I, I think having another voice on the table like that um, is important. I think it's really fun.
1: People can't see, but my mouth has been open.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, again, you know, listen to it. You can share it to your friends if you want to. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, honestly, it, I mean, if i'm being honest if even if the if this didn't go past 30 unique listens i would still bring john on the show (laughs) (laughs) it's more just a it's more just like a, a a a sort of capstone moment for me personally that it's like the same thing with the podcast like the freedom track like like people came out in droves for that that challenge that's crazy so, again, if you're still listening, if you want to get pe- new people to listen, go ahead. I mean, I'll share it on my story because I'm back on Instagram for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I mean, literally, like, my te- my, my bio is I, I post and I literally uninstall the app. That's literally all I do. I post it. Uh-huh. I put the caption. I don't look at it anymore uh-huh. because I don't like the act of scrolling. Yes. Or, like, the repetitive nature of, like, that's the reason why I left. Yeah, like yeah. that's the reason why I left social media. But I do like the 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 moment of putting something a moment permanently. Yes. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Of course I can delete in whatever and delete the account. I'll probably delete the account in a year. <laughs> 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 but the act of like putting something permanently on something uh-huh. is just really, really fun to me. In the same mm-hmm. way that this podcast is like semi-permanent. So mm-hmm. um, you know, again, we've been saying thank you for like the past 15 minutes. So thank you again. Um share it interact with us please because we really do enjoy the interaction and and you questioning us and our our mindset um and with that we'll see you next time for episode 11 on um a deep dive podcast bye bye i forgot to say bye